So I says to the guy, I says, you are in fact in the right place if you need to learn how to use money because this is a tax and accounting firm. And since you are a business owner and operator, I'm going to hope that this is more of a refresher than anything else. But the way that money works is you earn it and then you put it into an account and like it's all there. Like you don't have it on you. You don't carry it around physically, but like it still exists and it's still yours. And then they give you this checkbook um, sometimes like we don't use them as much anymore, but they but you clearly have one because I've seen it. Um, and, and what that does is it makes it so that when you can write down an amount of money on the checkbook, you're not, you're not inventing that money. <laughs> that money is actually just referencing money that you already have in the account. And then you give it to us and then we cash it. And then they take that money from the account and they give it to us. And he's like, but I didn't want the money to come from that account. I wanted it to come from my other account. And I'm like, okay, but you used the checkbook like because like the checkbook is associated with that account so if you wanted it to come from a different account you needed to use a different checkbook and he's like i still think this is your fault <laughs> and i was like let's go over this again <laughs> this is how money works <laughs> like i'm just fine to refund the money for you and you can pay us through another account but you need to stop demanding that we take ownership of this mistake because like there's literally no other way this could have ended than for the money to come out of the account associated with the check that you gave us there like we couldn't have we we couldn't have done anything to correct that oh, for no. you <sighs> so how was work it's fine <laughs> I feel like every other week Elsa's like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do that thing. I got a tax deadline. I feel like she's just using it to get out of like helping me with stuff. That's only true like 30% of the time. <laughs> Elsa, I need help editing the episode. And she's like, okay, I'll do it next week because I got a tax deadline. And then after she edits the episode, I'm like, Elsa, I need you to help me with this thing. And she's like, I can't, I can't. I got another tax deadline. I don't even remember what the second thing was, but... So we went on a hiatus that none of us foresaw. We probably should have. I think if we had had even just a modicum of foresight, we would have been able to look at the calendar this year and, be and been like, oh, there's a few tax deadlines. And, <laughs> and also, uh, Aaron and Zach are moving. And that's going to be a big deal. And then, um, and then kind of on a serious note, there was also some personal stuff going down that just sort of derailed everything Yay. and it's you know it happens so we weren't planning on taking a hiatus but we did and what was sad was we actually recorded that grief burrito episode at the um, beginning of august at the beginning oh. of august which was right oh, when everything kind of hit the fan all at once <clears throat> yeah yeah but yeah. we're here now. Yay! <laughs> and we still have that episode from May that we recorded that we never did anything. Okay, with. by the time you see now you've messed with the continuity oh, because yeah. by the time this releases, that May episode will have already been out. I'm sorry. As well as the grief burrito. Yeah, two-parter. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna... hoping to get the second part up tonight. Yeah, we can get it up tonight. It's ready to go. If you write a description yeah, and I can get it up tonight. I'm not going to put a lot of effort into it. You know me. I know, but... <laughs> I'm going to write like three sentences. I'm going to not put a lot of effort <laughs> into always... making the tags. 
they're always great. Yeah. I, yeah. I personally feel like our, in, the way that we embrace low energy is really unique <laughs> and special. We just embrace our own in- inadequacies. I love how we get in the way of our own success and celebrate everything we do wrong. <laughs> I think it's really healthy. But Aaron, you moved. I moved. I'm not a 30-year-old living in my parents' basement playing video games and D&D anymore. (laughs) Yeah. You're the first one to break out of that. Congratulations. I mean, technically, Elsa and you were. I know, but we came right back. (laughs) It's true. I wasn't right back. I was gone for a good six years. gone for a while. And I was gone for like... (laughs) three months i would have stayed longer but i couldn't get a job it's funny but it's true (laughs) but now you're living in this beautiful condo Mm -hmm. where we are recording right now spacious room we're not like crammed together it's easy to social distance yeah we don't have to wear masks Mm -hmm. it's very like we're so far away from each other that um it feels a little lonely I know. I know. But I can, in fact, look at both of you. Yeah. Oh, but I can't touch you. No. I just tried. It's like three <laughs> feet away. Yeah. Reach out to each other. Um, but you're living here now with your lovely husband and your lovely little new son. <laughs> Tell us about him. He's so cute. He's his name is Jack Scalington. And <laughs> he's he's a palmetto corn snake. So he's like a a really kind of rare new morph of snake and right now he's pink and it's adorable and he's so little little, but he's so long he's like well over a foot long i wasn't expecting that just a cute little pink spaghetti so cute (laughs) (laughs) he does look like a pink a piece of spaghetti yeah (laughs) yeah and since we just got him he's getting used to his little enclosure so we don't see him very much he spends a lot of time hiding from us (laughs) (laughs) his favorite activity like most children (laughs) yeah we'll be able to feed him next week and then i think like a couple days after that we can hold him and handle him and i'm so excited he's so sweet (laughs) snakes are really cute yeah yeah he's very cute and he'll be white with orange flecks when he grows up so that's part of why we named him jack scalington also because it's october (laughs) are you gonna keep all of his skin (laughs) in a box just gonna just gonna keep it all in like a little treasure chest I hope not. <laughs> if Zach wants to do that, that's that's his thing. <laughs> you can paper your walls with it. <laughs> no. Oh god. <laughs> There's gotta be some like something you could do some with that. Some kind of craft. Some kind of craft. Like, you can stuff pillows with it. <laughs> no. Skin pillows. Aaron, skin oh, pillows. No. no. <laughs> we don't need any more exotic pillows. <laughs> Oh, I meant to mention the one <clears throat> pillow that I was looking around the house because I was like, I'm not sure we got rid of those pillows that were stuffed with hair. I feel like they're here somewhere. And I was looking everywhere and I found one that I was like, oh, oh, this this is triggering a memory. Like, I feel like this could be one of the throw pillows that had hair in it. Oh, no. And it has been clumsily sewn shut. <gasps> oh. I bet you anything that's a hair pillow. That is 
absolute like that to me says it is a conspiracy <laughs> they are absolutely why gaslighting they, me okay into why? believing that we never had these hair pillows why are they trying to hide did they kill someone and put their hair in it like seriously seriously who did our parents murder <laughs> i don't know but they were graham's pillows who did our grandparents murder and she gave them to me before she even died and i they Aww. used to be you used to be able to open them and see the hair <laughs> But they've all been sewn shut. And mom's like, no, it's not hair. It's feathers. No, 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 no. You don't have the right energy. Because mom gets so angry every time you bring it up. It's not, no, it's not hair. It's feathers. She's like, no, it's not hair. It's feathers. That's true. She does have. <laughs> and you're more. like, okay. It's okay. It's, it could be a false memory. I don't know. What's so are you going to gonna cut it open? I'm afraid to. <laughs> it feels like they're just filled with dust is the thing. Maybe the hair's been in there so long it's turned to dust. Oh, oh gosh. Or it was removed. Uh, and just re replaced, replaced replaced with whatever she found with around. Dust. <laughs> like, she just like dug with, under replaced with dust. She just like dug under the couch for dust some lint clothes. and just like stuffed it in there. Dog fur. <laughs> to maintain the lie. Yeah, it could be dog or cat fur. I actually I was ferminating diggery. Our cat diggery is really fluffy. And we have this like ferminator thing that's basically like a razored comb that will just like kind of help to shear him a bit when you he, comb him. He has kind of a greasy bum, so he gets a lot of <laughs> he gets a lot of mats on his butt. Yeah. And there have it's been it's like okay, but it's his cat like you know it's like his lower his back cat, just at the his base cat, of his tail. His, it's more their hips. Yeah, but they're so but weirdly like, situated on their weird butt. bodies. <laughs> But he gets loads of mats around there because he's so greasy. <laughs> Every time I use the Ferminator on him, I end up with like a small pile of hair that's like roughly his same size yeah. next to him. You could turn that into pillows. Yeah. So that, that'll happen too with Sissy. If you if you just like our, our cat Narcissa, if you just like pet her with just your hands, you'll accumulate just this massive amount of white and black fur. And then you can like roll it up into a ball. Ooh. One time I, I I took, I was petting her like for an hour or something. And I took all the fur and I compacted it into a little ball. And it was like the size of a golf ball. Oh my gosh. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> I was just like, how are you not bald? <laughs> so anyway, you should find something fun to do with your little son's skin. Oh, there's a freaking motorcycle outside. Oh, your neighbor's so cool. <laughs> He's so dreamy. It's kind of weird. So, like, the condo, it's it's basically as big as a, a house, like a decent-sized house. Yeah. But, um, you know, because we are in, in a condominium complex, sometimes I'll just be walking down here, and I'll look out the window, and there are strangers walking outside, right, like right outside my front window. And I'm like, "Who are you? <laughs> like, what do you want from me?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing here. <laughs> this yeah. is normal now." I was gonna say, like, if I had to estimate the square footage, I'd say like 2,500. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's about 3000. Oh, really? Ish around there, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of storage. There's a ton it's, of storage. Yeah. It's so nice. Big. There's like a I mean, this room is kind of huge. Yeah, this is kind of a massive room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We like it a lot. Mm -hmm. And you've got all those extra bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Or so you get, get some offices. Yes. And, and no fancy, fancy oh. snake boudoirs. Are you <laughs> boudoir. are you planning 
to hook up a console to your work computer? <laughs> uh, I would get in so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Jensen, True. some of us need to compartmentalize a little bit in order also, to get things done. Also, I disagree. I, I don't think I could because I just have monitors. Then you get PlayStation Now. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tempted to download it out of my work computer. <laughs> I took my Switch to work last week. Oh my gosh. Nice. That's awesome. I did it because I had a I had a gap during the day that I knew was going to be a couple of hours long where like I didn't have an appointment and I didn't really have enough busy work to keep myself going and I didn't really feel like working for 12 solid hours. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I'll just take my switch with me and I'll take a break in the afternoon and I'll play my switch for a couple of hours. Nice. Nice. And it was awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> I do that sometimes with my Vita, but um I was playing Qbert on my Vita most recently, and I'm just so angry at Qbert. I don't even want to look at it right now. <laughs> Why do you keep playing Qbert? I feel like every single because time you talk about playing Qbert, you get back to how angry it makes I you. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm just trying to play it because I'm trying to get as many stupid trophies as I can because this it's this big black hole in my trophy list where I'm just like, I will never get all those trophies because I hate this game, but I want to get as many of them as I can. I understand less now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that just sounds like torture. It is. I hate that stupid like, game. Sounds like you're a masochist. I was never good at Qbert. <laughs> Me Our uncle had like a, a full-size like arcade Qbert, mm -hmm. and... I don't think I ever got past the first level. Like, yeah. And game's I would, hard. Yeah. I, I think that I really think I never got past the first level because on my Vita, I still haven't gotten past the first level. Mm -hmm. On the I, classic Hubert, I can't beat the first level. I think one of the trophies is for beating all the levels. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only three. Not going to happen. I think Hubert <laughs> might be one of those games <laughs> where the development team got really good at it. And so they kept making it harder and harder so that it was difficult for them. And it just never <laughs> occurred to them that like other people were going to be playing this game from ground zero. Yeah. I think that's a, a, a pretty, <clears throat> pretty solid theory. Um, Jensen, mm -hmm. you have an embarrassing story to tell. Mm. Is it really my embarrassing story or is it Sony's? Trying to think of other console launches that went better and... I can't think of any. No, they. I mean, they. They, they probably all were all terrible. And I, <laughs> anyway, this is the first one I've ever participated in because this is the first time I had money. So I actually was trying to get a PlayStation. Wait, wait, Jensen, if you get a checkbook, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Aaron, I didn't you know can how much you invent, invent money. <laughs> I thought I could invent money. It turns out I can't. You have to already have the money. <laughs> That's been my problem. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I never realized you have to already have the money. Unless you have a credit card, which incidentally I put mine on the credit card. Yeah, I did I put mine on the credit card too. So it was supposed to come out the 17th, but then Walmart. Well, the pre-release. Yeah, the pre-order. Yeah. Pre-order pre-order was supposed to come out the 17th of September. But then Walmart was like, hey, let's just be a big bag of dicks about this. And they just surprise. Put it up on the 16th. Mm -hmm. And the only people who knew were people who follow Walmart on Twitter. <laughs> who the hell follows Walmart on Twitter? People with PS5s? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so then there was a mad rush to Walmart. 
and a mad rush mm. from all the other retailers to put the PlayStation 5 up. And then I woke up on the morning of the 17th early, ready to, to try and get a PlayStation 5. And oh, they were all gone. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the whole day refreshing all of the pages for all the retailers anyway while mm. I was at work. I did not do anything at work that day. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> I don't think he listens. <laughs> I hope not. We almost got one from Sam's Club. Yeah. We bought a membership. It was in the cart, which actually I'd been meaning to get a Sam's Club membership for some time anyway. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy with that purchase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we got a membership. We had one in the cart and then also went to go and press checkout and it was gone. Yeah. And so that was an absolute failure. But then they restocked. Was it as soon as it happened, I forgot the date. Was it two Fridays ago? Yeah, something like that. Okay. They restocked. It's like a week half later or something. Yeah. And I was sick from work. (laughs) So I was able to just (laughs) Uh sit there on my computer for three plus hours refreshing the GameStop page over and over again because it was just GameStop that was it was uh, restocking. Elsa was there too. We sat there with our computers and just <laughs> I just hit my my <laughs> hit my microphone. I hope it's okay. Back. <laughs> um, we just hit refresh over and over again for three straight hours. Mm-hmm. And we actually like they had the they had the bundles going up. It was bundles and just normal consoles. Mm-hmm. And they were offer the, offering the bundles, which were way more money. But it also comes with some other stuff, like an extra controller and Demon Souls and Miles yeah, Morales. It wasn't coming with anything I wasn't planning to yeah. buy anyway. It was all stuff I by wanted. By the end of the year. So I just told her if a bundle came up to get me a bundle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had the bundles. We each had a bundle in our shopping cart. And we went to go check out. And then they were gone. No. And we were so angry. No. <laughs> and Elsa basically just like like okay we as we were as we were looking at we were also looking at wario 64's twitter for like updates and stuff and he said that he thought they were going to restock the bundles again at like like in like a half an hour yeah he gave a weirdly precise (laughs) estimate but he turned out to be totally right so (laughs) yeah but he said he thought they were going to restock it again so elsa was like i'm gonna go take a shower in the meantime right before that restocking time, like four minutes before, Elsa was still in the shower. Suddenly I look, Elsa had left the bundle she got in her cart. I had cleared mine out. She'd left hers in the cart. When I looked back at Elsa's, the checkout button had lit up. So I just hit it and I got her PlayStation. Uh And then I just kept hitting refresh on mine. And suddenly it was there again and I got it. And then... (laughs) I immediately, after I confirmed that it had it actually gone through and we got both confirmation emails and they were listed on our orders on GameStop, I immediately walked downstairs holding both laptops, playing You're the Best Around <laughs> from Karate Kid. <laughs> and I walked over to Elsa holding the laptops, playing that song. And she was like, did you get up? <laughs> And it was amazing. <laughs> so we are the proud owners of uh, well, technically- two PlayStation 5s eventually. Yeah. Woo! Technically They're- nothing right now. Yeah. The and promise actually- of stuff later. Yeah. And it actually <laughs> sounds like we're getting them November 30th instead of the 12th. So that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But, but it's also like. I'd rather have 
a, like a confirmation that I'm going to get it than not have it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't really care that much about getting it on the day. Yeah. I just want to know that I have it because my PlayStation 4 overheats every single day now. Every yeah. day. Oh Sometimes multiple times a day. I can only keep it on for like an hour or two at a time. It is dying. And I need to replace yeah, it. Yeah, PS4 is not going to last. I don't have money to buy both a PS5 Sad. and a PS4, so yeah. I need that PS5. It is limping along. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually starting to worry that it was me because, like, you seem to be fine, and then I would walk into the room and it would just immediately seriously, shut off. It seriously happens. It happened last night. It happened the day before. Every time she walks in my room, if I've got my PlayStation on, it shuts off. Yeah. So I was like starting to get self-conscious. I about think it. really, I think I just wore it out with Death Stranding. Oh, that's possible. I think Death Stranding just like killed it. Yeah, it just exhausted it. <laughs> it was like I can't take this Kojima. <laughs> I can't take this Kojima BS anymore. I'm gonna die. <laughs> My poor PlayStation. So we kept referring to this as the Halloween episode, um, and I write the outline. So we're gonna go full spooky. Woo, we're doing a spooky, spooky episode. Spooky episode. No one can stop me. I know that I'm the only one who really likes spooky things. <laughs> No, you're not. I like spooky. Okay. I like spooky things, but I'm a huge scaredy cat. I like to watch spooky things, but yeah, playing them, no. You don't want to participate in the real existential dread. No. See, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, nobody can stop me. Um, We're not even going to be talking about video games by the end of this. We're just going to be talking about scary things because I wrote the outline and that's how it goes and i feel like that's fine everybody cool I'm, with that i'm down with that's that fine. okay good yeah, like <laughs> i'm that. still gonna bring it back to video games because it's literally all i think about yeah. so it's fine and it'll I, still be a video game podcast i meant True. to i meant to look this out uh, up rather than just keeping it as a silly line in the outline but for real if there isn't already a podcast called the midnight society where they just talk about nostalgic spooky things I feel like that's a huge oversight on the part of all of society. And like there, this podcast needs to exist. Okay. Maybe I'll start it. <laughs> uh, um, but it probably exists already because it should. And then we're also going to drag Aaron's husband, Zach, out to tell some spooky stories because he has had some spooky, spooky things happen. He's a well mm-hmm. of knowledge when it comes to spooky things. Yes. Yeah. That's good stuff. Should oh, we yeah. get him up here now or should we get him later? Um, want... It's later. Read the outline. Oh, my I, gosh. I read the outline several times. <laughs> I didn't see Zach's name past that first section. Uh, well, okay. I didn't put like a thing. But here, for example, if you <laughs> read look the at... outline for this thing I didn't write down. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at the later questions, I've though, this. it's asking a bunch of... <laughs> If you read the later questions in the outline, it's asking a bunch of stuff about like real life's ghosty situations. So like that's obviously where he fits in. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Move on. We've already established that we're not very well organized. So moving on. Um, I love how we write up this thing and we like follow it, but we're still not organized at all. I feel like the only reason we write this up is so that later when I'm making the episode announcement, I remember what we talked about. It is kind of mostly good for that. That's what I refer to when I'm making the picture. I mean, ideally I write it up so that we can like kind of have a pretty good estimate of how long it's going to take us. 
this, which is why this time <laughs> you'll notice... Considering this giant wall of text you made, I think it's going to take us hours. Well, that's why I wrote that, is because <laughs> I wanted to try writing down literally everything I had to say. You know, I normally go through and I, I read everything like that you guys minutes. wrote before we start, but I did not read that wall of text. <laughs> I just went, ugh. <laughs> and scrolled right past it. That's rude. <laughs> It's really rude. <laughs> um, so let's I talk. think it's great. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron likes my wall of sex. <laughs> Aaron's such a liar. I, <laughs> I promise. So first we need to talk about the games that we're playing that are not associated with Jensen's birthday requests. Back in Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the birthday requests that came out so long ago. And they were not even like, we didn't even fully address them. It was like the most pathetic thing. It's like you guys were like, oh, it's Jensen's birthday? Well, well, we'll just half-ass it. <laughs> okay. And then we also played some Halloween games, too. And so we're going to talk about those in later sections. We were supposed to. Aaron's looking like, we did? <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had any time. It's okay. <laughs> you can play it your next Halloween, time. You can just talk about whichever one you're going to play. Your Halloween game is called Raising My Tiny Snake Son. Yay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> actually, I feel like that would be a pretty cool game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to talk about other games we've been playing, aside from that, that kind of stuff, which we'll go over later, um, I played through Last of Us Part 2. Ghost of Some Tsushima. Of it. Yeah. Well, I didn't finish. <laughs> I didn't finish Last of Us Part Two, and I didn't finish Ghost of Tsushima. Amen. Um, I got. I did the thing that I do where I'm like close to beating it, and then I'm like, I'm gonna take a break, and then I don't go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's infuriating. <laughs> um, and then I also played Hades and Binding of Isaac. Um, so for Last of mm. Us Part Two, I'm really enjoying the gameplay and especially the fighting. But I do agree with some of the stuff that I've heard about the violence being kind of so fun. It takes away from the message of nonviolence. Yes. <laughs> it's like kind of a grown up version of the complaint that everybody had with Ludo narrative dissonance with Uncharted. Yeah. Where it's like they still haven't quite understood this concept. Yes. Because that does detract a bit from the messaging. Like, I'm not playing Last of Us Part Two because I'm finding the storyline really compelling. I'm finding the storyline to be like a couple of notches above your typical <clears throat> eye-rolly Walking Dead season for near. <laughs> but like the the thing that's compelling me to keep going more than anything is just that the gameplay is so fun mm -hmm. and so excessively violent. Yeah. <laughs> Have you gotten to Abby's part yet? Um, yes. And I like her. I like Abby a Don't lot. Don't you love whenever you're up high? Yeah. It's like my yeah, favorite I love thing. The I can't vertigo. stop looking down every time I'm, I'm Abby. I love the vertigo mechanic. I do think that they make that a little too fun also. It's so fun. It's it like, shouldn't be that fun. It's like she's supposed to be, she's supposed to be like really like off put by this like this is supposed to be a, a physical like disability that it she makes, has well it does make but, it like, hard to like do but stuff it's fun. but it's fun yeah like, I, every time i'm up somewhere high i have to go to the edge and look down i, I feel like to. i feel like if i had actual vertigo i wouldn't be playing with my symptoms you know but like with abby that's what you do anyway, i don't think that's an avoidable thing though i don't know how they could have made it like... i have a suggestion but we'll get to that oh i think i know what you're gonna yeah, say you know what i'm gonna say <laughs> 
because like here but but the main thing is is that abby's a babe i love abby yeah um yeah anyway she's she's fun um moving on though then there was ghost of tsushima i love ghost of tsushima it's beautiful it's fun um it's just i love the storyline i love the characters I love the way that it really does feel like you're just in the Sekira Karosawa movie. Mm. Like the gameplay is a bit repetitive, but I think that's okay. Like I, it's not really bothering me that it's repetitive. I kind of just put on a podcast and fill out the map, you know, I the way, actually, same way I did with Spider-Man or Assassin's Creed. I actually really like the repetitiveness of Ghost of Tsushima. I tolerate or it. Sushi Ghost. <laughs> sushi Ghost. Um, or Ghost of Sashimi. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fighting so much. I don't even care. Like every time I run the into enemies, fighting, it's just like the fighting is fine. It feels a little bit like the Sekiro fighting system with training wheels. Yeah, but that's why it's fun because then you can gather like thirty guys and not <laughs> die can, horribly because yeah. <laughs> you, you can just like tear them apart. Progress. Yeah, okay. Okay. I do like. I, I like, like. Like I'm like. It's not that I don't like Sekiro, <laughs> but like Sekiro. If I had 30 guys around me, I'd be like, well, I'm dead. <laughs> but Ghost of Tsushima, 30 guys? Now it's getting interesting. <laughs> right. It is It is really, really fun. I like getting to switch between the different options. Um, I, I mean, I like, I especially like using the sort of ghost techniques. Mm-hmm. The one thing I would say about Ghost of Tsushima is that I'm not sure how this impression, I'm not sure how I got this impression, but like watching the trailers and everything beforehand, I really thought that there was going to be a lot more of a supernatural bent to this. Like there are some storylines that incorporate some supernatural lore and I really like them. They've been some of my favorite moments of the game. I like was so convinced, especially through the first six or seven hours of this game that I was just inches away from finding out that my character had actually died when he fell off the bridge and that I am an actual ghost And that I'm starting to gain these supernatural powers as I go along with the storyline. And like, I was so sure that that's what the game was trying to tell me that I kept waiting for my ghostly powers to manifest. And then I just kept getting more and more OP in like a normal sort of video game samurai way instead, which was (laughs) also fun, but not what I expected. So there's still this part of me that's like... I wish I was a real phantom, <laughs> but like, but I'm still having a really good time with it. I'm very, very close to beating that one, but I did. I did that thing where yeah. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a break. You're like, you're even closer. Like, I don't know where you are in Last of Us because I actually thought you hadn't gotten to Abby yet. Oh, but no, I played as Abby. I know where you are in Ghost of Tsushima, and you're so close to the end. It's stupid. <laughs> I know. It's really dumb. Uh, You're also <laughs> really close to the end in Death Stranding. Finish a game, Elsa. <laughs> I, I'll do it later. <laughs> well, actually, no. I, I, I mean, I'll get to that later. But like for real, I will. I will finish some of these games eventually. Um, another game I started and didn't finish was <laughs> was uh, Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac is crack you guys it's so fun i haven't beaten it yet because i'm not very good (laughs) and it's really hard but like i love this game uh it's so you play as isaac you're this little boy your mother is um 
very religious and she thinks the voice of God is talking to her and has told her to sacrifice you. And you are escaping from her down through the different levels of like your basement and your cellar beneath the house. And you keep running into these weird monsters. And it's just like a procedurally generated dungeon crawler. And that's the game. And it's very simple. And it's so addictive because every time you go through one of these cellars, you find ways to sort of augment your abilities to fight these monsters. And I have... I've played it kind of a lot. Like the first 20 minutes, Jensen was there when I was trying to like work my way through it in the first 20 minutes. How funny was that? It was hilarious. She was like, I don't know what any of these buttons do. It seems like they all do the same thing. <laughs> I was just like wandering around and I was like, I, I don't understand. And I was like, look, I don't up. understand. I tried to look up like stuff online to see how to help her. And so I like looked up like how to play Binding of Isaac. And all I got on the, like, through the internet, all of the answers on the internet just said, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They literally said, we don't know. Like, it was just people being like, you just have to figure it out. It's like, (laughs) you just play the game. And then you learn how to play it. I was like, I walked I around like, okay, some circles and died. And, <laughs> and then like, I saw one thing. I was like, okay, well, how do we get rid of these rocks? And it was like, you blow them up. I'm like, how? <laughs> and then I finally figured out, because I had been trying to drop bombs. Like it had a little instruction on how to drop bombs, but it wasn't working for whatever reason, which I have really bad Joy-Con drift and that probably yeah, wasn't helping at all. Part of it. Um, I got a pro controller, by the way, and that was a really good idea. But like the Joy-Con drift was not helping during the first little part of this. I was having a really hard time just figuring out the controls of the game. But after about 20 minutes of messing around, it clicked. And then I don't know what happened because it was seven hours later (laughs) and I I needed to go to work in the morning. And I was like, I have to put this down. And then I was like, just one more run. (laughs) I just want to see. I just want to see what weird augmentation to my powers I managed to get this next time because like every time it's so quick and you just discover something new and like during those first seven hours that I was playing I think I had like one item repeat like it was such a huge variety of like how your abilities work and so it was really addictive (laughs) I love Binding of Isaac haven't beaten it yet because I'm not very good at video games (laughs) but I am definitely going to be coming back to that one frequently it is a void that you can just fall into. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really fun. Um, and then another void that you can fall into because it's also a dungeon crawler. Hades. Mm-hmm. You guys. Hades. <laughs> and this one you actually did beat. I beat this one. I saw credits roll. <laughs> I haven't gotten to the epilogue yet because apparently there's more. Um, but I, I, I saw the credits roll on Hades. And it's a beautiful game. Oh my gosh, like I could cry. Like Hades was one of those games where I was like, this is why I play video games. It's because of because of experiences like this. Like the gameplay itself is really addictive. Um, it's once again sort of dungeon crawly and you're just working your way through all the levels of your father's kingdom. So in Hades, you play as Zagreus. Um, and I, I loved Greek mythology as a kid. I used to eat that stuff up. And Hades and Persephone was like my favorite myth. I shipped it so hard. (laughs) There is a lot to unpack here. Um, (laughs) But like like Zacharias. Let's see what that says about Elsa. Oh, it says (laughs) some things. Um, No, but like you play as Zacharias, who is Hades' son. 
in Greek mythology, there's actually like sometimes he's Hades' son, sometimes he's Zeus's son with Persephone, and Zeus disguised himself as Hades. And you know, Zeus is a jerk. Um, problematic and, stuff. <laughs> yeah, gosh, it's Greek mythology. Um, and like there's, and then sometimes Zagreus is Hades, and then sometimes Zagreus is Dionysus. Like there's all kinds of weird stuff, but he's just this really interesting god who does not get a lot of attention or like he you like you never hear about Zagreus and adaptations but you play as him mm. and he's a wonderful character to play as because he like in this story he's just fed up with being in the underworld he was born there it's all he knows he's sick of his dad he wants to leave and so the whole plot is that you're just working your way through the different levels of the underworld Tartarus um, Asphodel Elysium and Styx to get to the surface so that you can um, find your mom, who you've just found out is not Nyx. <laughs> like it's really, it's really good, and it gets into a lot of um, interesting components of Greek mythology. I really like their interpretation of it. Like Greek mythology generally is kind of just fan fiction that built upon itself for thousands of years, and this is just sort of continuing that grand tradition. And it's doing a very good job. It's very entertaining. The art direction's gorgeous. The music in it's great. It, it, it was made by quite a small studio. Um, and you can tell that they just poured a lot of love into this. And, like, everything just feels really bespoke. And it's all so good. I like that you mentioned the music, especially because since you played it in my room for, like, most of the time like 40 hours now you're hearing it in your brain forever now yeah yeah like <laughs> i hear the music like all the time in my head now it's good music. it's really good music yeah. it's really nice and every time you'd get back to um there's the the one room i think it's the place with the skeleton they'd always had this one music and i was just like eh. yeah <laughs> it's either that place or it's just like in hades like right in front of his desk and with cerberus and stuff there's like this really pretty music that i was i was like just like I like this so much. Yeah, I and I love it so much. And like the the dungeon crawling aspect of the game is really fun because you can kind of experiment with all the different weapons. But what really kept me coming back even after the credits rolled is um that there are storylines you can kind of continue on with the characters who you've met. And it's not just about your journey anymore, like it's kind of about helping to reunite all these figures from Greek mythology who've been separated by the tragic endings of their mythology. <laughs> And it's just really nice. Like Achilles is training you. And then when you're hanging out in Elysium, you find um, Patrocles. Is that how you say his name? I think that's how you say his I name. So. Yeah, I'm anyway. pretty sure. And so like you're working to reunite them. And then you meet Eurydice. And Orpheus is your court musician. And he's kind of a mess now. And like <laughs> there's, just, there's just some fun stuff going on. Anyway, I actually did finish that one. So I can finish games. <laughs> one out of five games is okay. Yeah. Also, there's romance. Mm. Oh, there's romance. Yay. <laughs> we so love that. Romance is always the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can romance. You've got, you've got kind of, uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like three options. I'm pursuing all three. <laughs> <laughs> it's Greece. If I had to, <laughs> if I had to pick, I know which one I'd pick. Yeah. But I don't think I have to pick. I think I can just independently... Uh, pursue each of their storylines so i am yeah <laughs> because no one can stop me <laughs> um yeah so jensen how about you what have you been playing Oof. 
Well, uh, lately I've been playing a lot of Mad Max because the servers are going to shut down at the end of October. So I decided to go back to that. And I've been playing it on both PlayStation and Xbox at the same time. <laughs> so that's been fun. Um, I actually I find I like my Xbox game more because I'm further in the game. <laughs> and so I favor that one. I'm always like, no, I want to play my Xbox one because Max is super buff and he's all like, I've, I've built him up completely. And so he can kill guys in like two hits. <laughs> it's really awesome. <laughs> that's an exaggeration. <laughs> Also, his car is really cool in my Xbox version. And my PlayStation version, um, I'm not very far because it keeps overheating. Mm. <laughs> but I think I'm almost to the point where I've got all of the stuff I need um, before the servers shut down so I can still get the platinum slash 100% all the achievements. Mm -hmm. So that's been um, loads of fun. Um I also started Re-Reckoning, of course, because that, that came out at the beginning of the month, and that was fun. Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Reckoning. Oh. Remember? It's the remastered. It's it's like remastered light because <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> look very different. It's like, it looks, it's like everything's a little bit smoother. Everything moves a little smoother, and everyone looks a little bit better. But other than that, it's exactly the same. But they didn't really like. It's more just that, <laughs> like, now I can play it on PS4 instead of PS3 or yeah. Xbox 360, mm. you know? And honestly, that's great. It also means another set of trophies. So <laughs> obviously, I, I'm excited and I'm happy. <laughs> but I was playing that. And I also played a little bit of Tony Hawk because that came out at the beginning of the oh, month, yeah. too. <laughs> and, um, it's really fun. It brings back memories. But I didn't get too far in either of them because I I just up and decided I was going to go back to Death Stranding at the beginning of <laughs> September. Uh, I started it right after it came out when I, I borrowed Elsa's copy mm -hmm. and um, played it on her Xbox, her PlayStation. Yeah, you played it on her PlayStation. The day before our grandma died. Yeah. Mm. and she was like she was watching us play it and yeah. she was like Aww. commenting on it and when we would when we would take the baby you know and like rock the baby because baby was upset she she'd really be like, liked oh, the baby, baby. <laughs> it was cute she liked the baby and then she died the next day yeah Aww. and we both kind of stopped playing yeah i stopped playing death stranding after that um <laughs> for a while i feel like i just kind of wasn't ready to to face it after that yeah but i went back to the beginning of september and i just got obsessed like oh obsessed. my gosh straight up obsessed she it's didn't like, do anything i didn't do anything but that i didn't do anything but death stranding <laughs> for all of september <laughs> literally i just beat it like last week mm -hmm. and i mean she got the platinum i got the platinum too and like that was really hard trying to get the platinum because that right before I beat it was when my PlayStation started overheating oh, so no. much. I had to use Elsa's PlayStation to beat it because oh. I knew that it ends with like two hours of cinematics and I wasn't going to be able to get through them all with my PlayStation. Oh my gosh. So I borrowed Elsa's PlayStation so I could beat the game. Mm -hmm. 
which so she could, could make sure I got through all those cinematics which she could successfully do because at the time I was just playing Binding of Isaac and Hades <laughs> yeah. which were both on Switch so I was like yeah take it she didn't even fine. notice I took her PlayStation <laughs> like she told me I could take it but then later she was like oh yeah my PlayStation's in your room <laughs> and you were like no I put it back ages ago yeah. <laughs> yeah by the time you realized I still had your PlayStation I didn't have it anymore because I put it back in your room I was busy <laughs> for 12 days <laughs> but like trying to get the platinum because I, I had to beat it and then I still had some stuff I needed to do. Um, I did that on my PlayStation because I wanted the the picture it takes when you get the platinum trophy. I wanted mm-hmm. that to be on my PlayStation mm-hmm. and not on Elsa's PlayStation. <laughs> but that took days because it kept overheating. Oh, man. <laughs> also, because the stupid veteran porter doesn't have any stupid packages going to him. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> But I love Death Stranding. I had so much fun with it, and I have so many thoughts. Um, first of all, the gameplay is addicting as all hell. Like, delivering packages. Maybe it's partially because I have this weird, like, just love of the post office. And fetch quests. <laughs> and fetch quests. Yes. But I think that <laughs> comes from my love of the post office. Like, I don't know what the deal is. I saw that terrible Kevin Costner movie, The Postman, when I was little, and it was, like, burned into my brain that, like, the that working at the post office is, like, this high honor in my brain. I'm just like, dude, postal workers, they flippin' rock. That's drowning. <laughs> anyway, so I have this weird, like, just admiration for postal workers in the post office. And so I think that when I started like really getting back into to Death Stranding, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm like the coolest person ever. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's so much fun. One of the first things I did when I went back to it is I defeated a bunch of, a big camp of mules, the enemies. And then I just picked up every piece of, of equipment and threw it all on my back. And then I was just walking around with all this stuff and I was like, I am so cool. <laughs> I don't know why, but that that was just like that was the moment where I was just like, I think I have to play this game nonstop until I finish it. <laughs> and that's what I did. So the gameplay is addicting. It but really the story is, is bananas. <laughs> the story yeah. is so bad. The story is confusing as hell. I can't tell you how many times I was sitting there watching a movie scene and then I'd just be like what the what 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 are they talking about what's <laughs> happening <laughs> who is that <laughs> oh my gosh every time you think it's gonna start to make sense it just like <laughs> i know and i and and like okay <laughs> i feel like i eventually started to kind of understand some things but there's also a lot of things that i still don't understand <laughs> i finished the game i platinumed it there's still things that i'm like what was that about? <laughs> I'm not, I really don't know. But also, there's a lot of repeating dialogue in this game. You get, yeah. There's so much repeating the dialogue. And that damn weather station. Oh my gosh. When you get to the weather station, you get there and they inform you, now that you've hooked up the weather station to the chiral network, we can see where time fall is going to happen. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I close the thing. And then 
Die Hard Man calls me and goes, now that you've hooked up the weather station to the chiral network, mm. we can see where time fall happens. So then I open my map and I start messing around to see where the time fall happens. And then as soon as I activate it, I think it was Mama calls me up and goes, now that you hooked up the, the oh. weather station to the chiral network, we what? can see where time fall happens. And then... <laughs> I went to the Timefall farm and I go to talk to the people and they say, now that you hooked up the weather station oh, the Chiral Network, we can see where Timefall's going to happen. I feel like Fragile also called me. I feel like I heard this same sentence like eight different times from different people all telling me, now that you've hooked up the weather station to the Chiral Network, we can see where Timefall's going to happen. And you know what? I used that stupid Timefall weather thing and no, you can't. No, you can't. I do not understand it. I gave up. I didn't understand it. I was like looking through it. I'm like, 10 minutes, 20. Wait, is this real minutes? Do I really have to sit here for 10 actual like earth minutes before this stops raining in this area? Or is this game minutes? There's no time. Like there's no day night cycle. I could be here forever. I don't trust you, Kojima. And so I just didn't bother. And I just walked through the rain. I walked through the rain through the whole game. I never understood how the weather station worked. It was just the most useless thing that people called me about and told me about so much. I don't care. But they do that a ton. Everyone's all like, always calling you for the dumbest things. I can't tell you, Aaron. I can't tell you how many times people called me up just to be like, so yeah, this thing happened to me. It was super weird. And like Die Hardman come and call me up and tell me a portion of his life story and then hang up. And Deadman did that all the time. Oh my gosh, dude. On the way to the final battle, the final thing, I'm like, I have to cross the map. And... As I'm crossing the map, every like, I don't know, like 200 meters or something, Dead Man calls me up to be like, so I researched more about your BB and I found out this. And then I'd be like, great, okay. And then another 200 meters, he called me up and I found out more stuff about your BB. And then he'd tell me more stuff. And then it kept happening. No. It was right outside the stupid place. Ooh. I was so close and I had to make a stupid pizza delivery first. Because I had picked up this pizza delivery. Actual and pizza. <laughs> yes. And you have to keep them flat. <laughs> so I had this pizza delivery. I had made it, I made it halfway across the map because I had to take him from one point of the map to this other point of the map. I'm coming towards the end game, delivering this final pizza. And I, I start getting close to the area and I'm about to turn off so that I don't get too close to trigger the final scene. And Dead Man calls me up again. And talks and talks and talks and talks and talks mm. and talks and talks and talks for like four minutes telling me all about my BB and all this stuff that he's already kind of told me before earlier in the game. And I'm like, yes, I know you. I know. I remember like, yeah, OK, that's great. And now you're repeating the same thing you just said 30 seconds ago. Mm. And then my PlayStation overheated. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> I just like turned it off that night. I was like, I will deliver this damn pizza tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh. So dead man is the culprit. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's killing my PlayStation. <laughs> Your PlayStation is just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> but 
So I've complained a lot about, about it, but also there were some really cool things. There's a moment where you have to cross the tar belt, which is basically just like this, this big like ocean of like tar, which is the stuff that the, the BTs, the mm. creatures come out of. That's like across the middle of, of America. It's like separating, it's like over Utah and it's separating mm. California from like Texas and all the other places. And it's like just Utah's gone part of the tar belt <laughs> and you have to cross it and the way that you cross the tar belt i don't even know if i want to tell you aaron because i want you to play it because figuring out how to cross it was like the craziest thing because you, like literally you get there and it's just this far as I, the eye can see it like just keeps going until it's just fog and die hard man's like we don't really know how you can cross it. You can't build anything that could get that far, but I'm sure you have some ideas. And then he hangs up on me <laughs> and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I'm wandering around for like ever Elsa watched me doing this, I'm like wandering around, you know, almost getting caught by BTs. Cause I like, I'm at this point, I've been playing for so long. I half of the time, I don't even bother trying to be sneaky around them. I'm just like running around <laughs> and I'm just like, how do I get over there? And then I was just like, what do you mean, Die Hard Man? What do you mean I'll have some ideas? I have no idea how to get over there. And then I, like, it clicked. And I figured it out. And it was the funnest thing. Maybe I'll just tell her. Should I just tell her? Yeah, just tell her. Okay. So. I don't know if I... No, I won't tell you. I won't tell. I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you this. this there, it's a crazy... It's this crazy thing that you do. That's, like, this crazy thing of traversal where you're basically running from enemies that are like only half-heartedly trying to get you and you have to it's just oh my gosh Aaron it was so fun it was it was just wild I think you should actually play this one. you should play yeah. it it's really like fun it. yeah it's I've definitely been meaning to pick it back up it's definitely fetch quest the game but it's really fun mm -hmm. it's fetch quest the game. I like it a lot also, I found, um, I started playing it on easy because I was really scared of the BTs and I'm, you know, I'm a big scaredy cat and I was like, I'm not going to be able to handle this on any higher difficulty. But then I found out that some of the trophies you need to play on hard to get. Mm. There's two trophies. You need to play it on normal, at least for one of them and hard for the other one. And so, uh, you can switch it at any time and it doesn't, doesn't mess up anything. Mm. Um, so I switched to hard halfway through. I transitioned up. I went to normal for a little while and then I went up to hard mm -hmm. and I found it was way more fun on hard. Hmm. It does make the fighting more difficult. It makes the fighting hard. But the fighting's so stupid. The fighting's easy. not, yeah, it's like, not really generally. a problem. You don't have very many fights. And mm -hmm. when you do, like, one of the cool things is in some fights, you'll have stuff from other players that'll get given to you, like mid fight. Like, you'll be running around and you're running out of ammo, and, and all of a sudden you'll hear someone calling to you, and you turn, and there's this like ghostly version of Sam coming up out of the ground holding like a rocket launcher, oh. and he'll chuck <laughs> it at you. <laughs> and then you just catch it and no you pull it out and you shoot it. That's awesome. And so it's really easy to not like run out of ammo and stuff. Mm -hmm. It also makes it more fun because you have to be a little more conscious of how you manage things, and you have to be like, you have to kind of be a little more aware of, of what you're carrying because you do want to have, make sure you always have weapons because mm -hmm. you're more likely to have to fight something um, hard. And you want to make sure you have like ladders and climbing anchors and stuff. But because the community is still pretty strong, you may not even need that too many times because you might come across a climbing anchor or an, a ladder that someone else placed. Mm -hmm. It's really fun.
So there are some boss fights that feel like more like hide and seek games than <laughs> boss fights, which is really mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. <laughs> there's this one fight. There's a couple fights, but the fir- first one especially um, against Mad Mikkel- Mads Mikkelsen's character. <laughs> first it's, fight against him, I was like, seek. I was like, this is stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's literally hide and seek. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> This is dumb. And I was still playing on easy at that time, too. So I just running around, just like looking for him. But they get better. Um, And okay. The ending was wild. I felt so many things. I shifted rapidly from confusion, tears, triumph at guessing something right. Awe over beautiful moments. More tears. Admitted boredom secondhand embarrassment what the frick is this now and finally more tears <laughs> that was my exact like that was the chain of emotions through the ending so it's a kojima game it's a kojima yeah. game. i mean i'm still not totally sure what happened in the end also uh kojima loves exposition so much and it kind of freaks me out yeah he likes to calm down like <laughs> there's this big long part at the end um, as the credits are rolling, where a character is just like telling you everything you probably didn't understand, <laughs> and I was just like, "The <laughs> hell is this?" <laughs> oh my gosh! It's so funny. I was just like, I don't really know how I should feel about this Kojima. <laughs> anyway, I absolutely loved it, mm. and I highly recommend it. Yep. <laughs> the gameplay you know since it's fetch quests it is a bit repetitive but it's so addicting and like you just get to this point where like i want to see how many orders i can deliver at the at one time you know mm-hmm. and like ugh, it's fun yeah i feel like it's a game where you can just turn your brain off and just kind of just be absolutely that sounded so cheesy i'm so sorry <laughs> it did sound cheesy but it's also but true. It's true i mean it is a kojima game so yes cheesy yeah. but true <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> anyway Aaron, what did you play <laughs> my throat's like sore now <laughs> oh, <man>. so much <laughs> You made fun of Elsa's wall of text. And then <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I was not planning to talk that it's much a, about Death Stranding. It's it was okay. really fun. I made the wall of text because I was like, here's what I am allowed to say. <laughs> and then I have to stop. I didn't think I was going to say that much, but I really yeah, liked that I'm game. I'm glad you did. Yeah, that's great. Because I have like nothing to say because <laughs> for like the past month, I've just been dealing with closing costs and moving and stuff so yeah like before that I was like doing a huge burn to try and get through Ghost of Tsushima while also getting the platinum um but then we started closing and moving and but I I managed to finish it um and you managed to get the platinum Mm -hmm. yes a couple of weeks ago (laughs) with some spare time i happened to have or that i forced myself to have i was like yeah i can organize later (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um i think i talked a little bit about it our the last episode not the wait yeah anywho the last episode before the grief burrito episode i think yeah yeah 
I think so. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so admittedly, it it is buggy as all heck, <laughs> but it's actually really funny to watch that. Um, but it doesn't detract from the game, really. I mean, it's still just beautiful and emotional, and um, I love the combat and... Uh, the story and the characters are great and the ending definitely made me very emotional mm -hmm. and yeah just just the whole thing it's it's incredible that this um company they're american right yeah they're yeah. in seattle yeah this company okay. little company from seattle made this enormous japanese game that people from japan said felt like japanese people made it so i think that's a that's a crazy awesome accomplishment. A, compliment. a, a compliment. accomplishment. <laughs> That's a nice little portmanteau. Yeah. yeah. And I think it kind of suits because it does feel like a love letter to Kira mm -hmm. to Kira Kurosawa. It does. Yeah, like it really it's, does. It's you can tell that they are very passionate about that kind of storytelling mm -hmm. and about that tradition of film. Yeah. yeah. You can tell they did a ton of research and I love that they used an actual Japanese composer. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah, I thought the that music, was awesome. The music is so, good. so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. There was it's one oh of those gosh. games where I would just put it on the the like the you know start screen and yeah. just let it go. Oh yeah, yeah. Gives me chills. And then on to Jensen's birthday games. And Jensen's birthday games. <laughs> My birthday. I'll go first because oh, I don't sorry. have much to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I remember why now. for my game, for Jensen's birthday, I was supposed to play Uncharted. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did. I played through about two or three hours, and then I hit a hard crash, and it erased my entire <gasps> game. And I mm. was so mad that I could not bring myself to start over. So I haven't gone back. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I, understand. Was, I was having fun before that point. Um, and I did see what people were talking about with the ludonarrative dissonance. You like <laughs> murder so many people. So many dudes. And then the cutscenes are so lighthearted. <laughs> it's like it's like those two parts of the games were made by completely different dudes who had completely different ideas of what was going on. It's it's weird. It's so disjointed. <laughs> but like I love it though. <laughs> but I was I having a good time with it. Like I was enjoying it. I was really disappointed when that crash happened. Mm. Um, I am now kind of trying to decide whether I want to play through it and just do that all again, or if I want to watch a let's play and then skip to the second uncharted, which everybody tells me is better anyway. Second one is amazing. <laughs> mm. yeah. I won't, I won't fault you if you decide to just skip the first one, but it's probably a good idea to, to actually play it just because. I think part of what makes the second one extra fun is coming from the first one and knowing how terrible and crappy those controls are <laughs> and how easy it is for Nate to just walk off a cliff. Yeah. And then you get to the second one and suddenly the controls are good. The, and it's like the death scenes uh, are really funny. I like I kind of <laughs> I'm not gonna I like lie. He jumps to <laughs> I kind of purposefully prompted a couple of death scenes just because of <laughs> God. like it's so comically over dramatic and like there was a couple of times when i died when i was like really that's what kills him so 
so many moments where like okay you were you were there i think through the one part where it's like the, you're at the top of the waterfall oh no, i wasn't there but i i told you about this waterfall many a time because this waterfall sticks out of my mind every time i think of uncharted i think of this stupid waterfall i was like looking down and it's like two feet and i'm like oh i can get in the water and then it just immediately plays this over dramatic cutscene where and you're just like, like dead oh, over the water it's so funny <laughs> okay i but- hate that stupid waterfall aaron it's so easy for nate to just jump off of the waterfall <laughs> it's like what are you doing <laughs> and it's especially funny when um is it uh what who's your guy who you're with is it Sully? yeah Sully. It's really funny when Sully's there at the beginning because he's like, no, Drake! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> funny whenever that happens in all the games. Whenever you die, they like shout out your name and it's, it shouldn't be funny, but it is. I don't know why it's funny. Okay. It, but just makes, it always sounds so sad. It makes me feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to put you through that. <laughs> it should make me feel that. But it, like, does, like, the first couple times. Yeah. But then after you've died, like, 16 <laughs> times, it just becomes funny. Because it's just like, oh, my gosh, she's dying all the time. Get over it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you're probably right. I should probably just play it. I'm just salty right now. <laughs> so I'll go back to it eventually. I, I, I told her that if she wants someone to commiserate with her, I will replay the game at the same time as her so that we can <laughs> both suffer. <laughs> Because I've been meaning to replay it and try and clean up some of the trophies that I missed out on. Mm. So, mm-hmm. And your birthday game, Erin, was <laughs> Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, which I started literally last week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to start it so I you can play multiplayer. <laughs> no time. <laughs> no, seriously. Like The only times I've played it are when I've like done it on my lunch break or when I've just said screw it I'll organize stuff later and I go ahead and play anyway and then I don't get anything done but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I'm I'm really enjoying it it's super fun um but it's a you, I mean you can tell it's a little bit older yeah um but I can't wait to play the next two the next two are fantastic mm-hmm. especially rise of the tomb raider aaron rise of the tomb raider is the best one of the three hands down like is that the third one it's the second one jensen oh, okay. is like doing an interpretive dance right <laughs> i now just to I express love, her love for rise tomb of the tomb raider is one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. it's so much fun sweet and it's so good the story is <laughs> so good like i love i love shadow of the tomb raider as well but I don't know what it is about Rise of the Tomb Raider that just really like got me. Mm-hmm. Even though I had to do the stupid challenge tombs to get that stupid Golden Child trophy, and I hated every <laughs> second of it, I still love that game. Uh-huh. That's how much that that so amazing that game is. <laughs> doing those stupid challenge tombs over and over again, spending a year trying to get that dumb trophy, didn't make me think any less <laughs> of that game. I still hate the challenges, uh-huh. but the game is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm excited. <clears throat> it's been a fun time. Um, I I do wish um, that I had more time to be like 
tomb you know like a tomb raider yeah, <laughs> yeah i feel like the exploratory portions of those games are yeah. some of my favorite parts yeah and they always feel very short yeah the first one i feel like has the fewest amounts of like like challenge tombs that's one of the reasons why i love rise of the tomb raider so much because mm-hmm. they realized that they kind of skimped out on the they must have realized they skimped out on the, on yeah. the challenge tombs because like there's there's i remember there's one that's just like you just like drop down to this thing and then you're like in a room and that's like the whole thing and it's mm-hmm. dumb and it's like <laughs> most of them are like one room yeah but in rise of the tomb raider the challenge tombs are like big mm-hmm. like they have big puzzles and you have to like really think about it you can't just like walk in there and throw some stuff around and accidentally <laughs> get it right like you can in the first one in rise of the tomb raider you really gotta like puzzle it out mm-hmm. and same with shadow of the tomb raider it's like that one that one's got crazy tombs mm-hmm. that one has some huge tombs where it's just like <laughs> it's just exploring and it's like yeah and they've also got some crazy tombs where you also have to fight some dudes while you're exploring uh-huh. and those are actually really fun too yeah yeah that's really cool yeah and i think it's just because it was back in that time period where it was still like we need lots of shooting to mm-hmm. make this exciting yeah. Um, which is why I I enjoyed the first Uncharted game that I also have not finished. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same issue where it's like so much gunfighting. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I get it, but let me explore more. Yeah. So. Like, isn't this supposed to be about an explorer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not necessarily a soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the body count. Oh my gosh. <laughs> incredible yeah it's ridiculous yeah. slaughters hundreds of people right <laughs> she's never killed a man before and then she comes to this island and she has no choice but to kill someone and then that's the rest of the game she's I know, just, she just kills loads killing of people and then she's left like, oh, and turns right. out no big deal <laughs> yeah. i do i do love like there's there's moments <laughs> in that first one with her like kind of figuring out that she is this tomb raider and is just like really good at killing dudes Mm -hmm. that i absolutely love and i love when she gets a hold of i think she gets a hold of the grenade launcher yeah i just got that yeah she starts yelling them and it's like (laughs) i love that part so much oh my gosh (laughs) it's like i mean i understand your frustration these people are constantly trying to kill you shame on them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah no it's been fun though i'm, I'm be glad i'm playing it it's and... it's a really good game but i i feel like it's made better by the second mm-hmm. one and the third one yeah it's one of those ones that's really best in its its um complete series yeah, yeah for sure yeah that's why i mean it's fun on its own but i'm especially excited to be a part of the series yeah finally yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really happy that you're part of part of the series now too yes. <laughs> Welcome. took me long enough <laughs> okay and next section is spooky halloween games <laughs> yeah so i decided to play little nightmares because I wanted something to get me in the spooky Halloween mood. <laughs> and Little Nightmares is great. It has a lot of that sort of inside DNA in it, where it's mm. like this silent puzzle platformer where you're just moving around this strange environment and there's a lot of environmental storytelling going on and it's really strong and the character designs are really good, but it's so spooky and so like, so like, just eerie childhood bedtime scary story mm-hmm. kind of like i just love it 
Um, that having been said, I have two major complaints that are getting in the way of me actually like progressing through this game. Like unlike Inside, Inside I was able to sit down and finish in a single sitting, no problem. Like that's not, it wasn't yeah. an issue. I cannot do that with Little Nightmares because of these two pretty huge issues. So like overall, even though I do think it's kind of a better game than Inside and it's definitely more complex in just like its art direction and its mechanics and in how the, the environment and everything works. But the first thing, it makes me feel seasick. <laughs> like, it's it's yeah. a it's a game that takes place on a ship and the camera rocks and it's very important that it does that. And I cannot handle that for longer than like 40 minutes at a time mm. before I start to get so nauseated I can't go on. Ugh. Yeah, I watched it, her play for a little while and it was kind of getting to me too. I kind I started to get used to it towards the end. But it was it was pretty rough. I it's was so like, weird. I haven't heard anybody oh. mention that about oh. it because like it was so distracting to me. Yeah, and like I and I really liked it in some scenes. Like it it I mean it like I said it feels like it's appropriate. You are actually on a ship, um, but there's some places where I just felt like it was too much of a detraction from what I was trying to do yeah and I don't know if they did that thinking oh this will make it more difficult but for me it didn't really make it more difficult intellectually or even mechanically it literally just made me feel sick yeah like I like especially when I was trying to climb and the camera was walking back and forth that was really Ooh. messing with me Yikes. um and so <laughs> I watched her try to climb up this one thing for like 10 solid minutes. Oh my gosh. It was so bad. She fell so many It times. was so funny. Oh. But it was hilarious. Like, but it was like, I was just getting, I don't know, I was just getting ill. And then mm. I like couldn't keep track of where I was in the space. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm developing an inner ear thing. <laughs> it was weird. Um, but then the other problem is just that I feel like the controls are a little bit difficult, not in the way that, not in the way that um, survival horror controls are meant to be difficult. Like they're supposed to kind of suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This doesn't really feel like that to me. This feels more like they just kind, I don't know how to describe it. Like, um, like it's, it's a little inconsistent with how you apply certain commands. Um, like for example, you do the, I'm playing it on switch. So you do the trigger, um, right trigger to like, grab an object sometimes my character will just grab an object that she's like standing close to when i haven't pressed the trigger mm. not all the times but sometimes and i oh can't boy. figure out what prompts that it's like there's certain areas where the game is trying to get you to interact with it in a certain way i just wish it wouldn't do that i wish that it would just allow me to to prompt that there's also certain parts of the game where it feels like I'm just holding down the trigger continually for like 10 to 15 minutes at a time. And, uh, and like, I don't even need to release it at one point. I was like, maybe I should just tape it down. <laughs> um, but like, but then there's other moments where you do actually have to have it released. And I don't know, there's something about the controls that just feels a little bit weird and not as smooth as something like inside mm. where like it's, it's basically got the same very, very, um, very basic, very restricted sort of commands as you do in inside, but the way that it's utilized in the environment, perhaps because it's slightly more co complex, it just doesn't feel as smooth or as natural 
And a lot of the time I found myself going, oh, okay, I see. So I have to jump and then press trigger. But it's like, oh, except this time for some reason I have to have trigger held down before I jump. Mm -hmm. And like, like, it doesn't (laughs) feel like different situations, but for whatever reason the game is presenting it in a disparate way. Yeah. Um, Or like... And then sometimes it also messes me up. Like the, the thing you were watching me climb for 10 minutes, I was trying to get on the top because there was this jack in the box and I wanted to knock it off the shelf and get it to make some noise um, for gameplay reasons. And it took me so many tries to figure out that I could not interact with that object because because like i because i like i i kept trying and it kept not working but instead i would just fall off oh no and that wasn't an indication to me as the player that i wasn't allowed to interact with this Mm -hmm. i thought i was just messing up the controls like usual yeah strange too because the so one of the things that she needed to carry was a handle for like a crank Mm. that had a red thing on the end of the handle then the -the jack-in-the-box has a handle that has a red thing on the end. And there's like this so shaft of light like, pointing Yeah, there's to light it. coming onto it. So it yeah. makes it, and there's not a lot of light in the room. Mm-hmm. So it made it seem like she needed to get up there. Turns out she needed to interact with the TV that blended so much into the background mm-hmm. that when Elsa said, oh, I need to interact with the TV, I went, what, what TV? TV? Oh, yeah. no. Like, I, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I I'm didn't s- even see this I was TV. like, oh, I think I'm supposed to turn on the TV to make noise. I'm not supposed to knock that jack-in-box off the, off the shelf. But I was like, why am I allowed to climb up there then? Like, <laughs> yeah. I had so many questions about that room. I and literally, though, I'm, I still, I'm... And it, it's like it, it almost see the TV. it almost like, felt to me it almost felt to me like it had maybe been designed at one point where there were multiple different ways that you could make noise in the room. And then in the end, they were like, ah, let's just shut everything down except for this TV yeah. component. And the rest of it will just be sitting there as an obnoxious red herring. Mm. So like, there's these moments like that in the game where I kind of feel like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but um, that having been said, those are literally my only two complaints about the game. Everything else about it is perfect. The character designs are perfect. The atmosphere is real spooky. The way that it's telling the story is so natural and so enjoyable that like it's really drawing me in. I just wish that I wasn't getting distracted every five minutes by, you know, feeling like I'm going to puke and Mm. et cetera. (laughs) Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Certainly not our definition anyway. No, but it's yeah. great. Like it's, it's, it's so close to being a perfect game. And I think that's why these little flaws are getting to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I understand. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. My Halloween game was Resident Evil 7. Oof. <laughs> why did I say it like a valley girl? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, I decided to finally play Resident Evil 7 because we've talked about like Resident Evil 2 and 3, but we've, we haven't really talked about 7 much. We talked about it a little bit when Lainey played it. And so I was like, I have it. I might as well try it. I was really scared. <laughs> so it literally took me a day to install it and then like another day to work up the courage to start it and then another day to actually like keep playing it because <laughs> I was just too scared. But um, I love it so much now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I did not expect to like it, but I spent all day at work today thinking about Resident Evil 7. Oh, wow. And I actually, I was sitting there at work, and all of a sudden I realized how I needed to solve this puzzle to get into this other area. And I, like, flipped out. I was just like, (laughs) oh, my gosh. 
it's that thing. <laughs> like, I love how puzzly it is. Mm. Like, I, I didn't expect it to be so puzzly because I did play Resident Evil a little bit when I was little. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't play it. I watched Kim play Resident <laughs> Evil when I was little. And I told him, don't let the water out of the bathtub. There's going to be a zombie in there. And that's literally all I remember. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. too. I don't remember any of the puzzly aspects of the, the original games. I remember he had a like distinctive liquor scream. Like, it was a scream that he reserved for moments yeah. when he had to fight yeah. liquors. <laughs> yeah, he would. It's but, like, good. I didn't remember any of the puzzly aspects. I literally just remembered... Kim fighting zombies, Kim letting the water out, Kim getting attacked by zombies, <laughs> Kim shooting a zombie until it fell down and then forgetting to double tap and getting eaten by zombies mm. and Kim getting chased by zombie dogs. That's all <laughs> I remember from the first ones. I didn't remember anything about puzzles. Mm -hmm. So when I got into like watching Elsa playing two and three, I saw the puzzly aspect again and I was like, oh yeah, there's some puzzle stuff, isn't there? So then I started seven. The puzzles are like the whole game. Mm -hmm. It's just puzzles yeah. with zombies chasing you. Well, okay, <laughs> mold monsters and Jack chasing you. Freaking hate Jack so much. <laughs> Pisses me off so badly. I and thought you killed followed. him. I killed him so many times now, Elsa. <laughs> so many times. Today, I killed him. He fell on the ground. I walked over and started stabbing him with my knife because I was just so mad at him. And then he sat up while I was stabbing him. Did you like and I the, just ran away. Did you like the really convincing way that I was like, I thought you killed yes. him? Okay. <laughs> I also spent a lot of time getting followed around by the grandma on the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> There was one time where I was walking through the house and I had been walking by this room that had that has these windows looking in and it's got like barbed wire over the windows and you can see a shotgun in the room and the door's locked and I can't get in there. And I every time I walk by, I look in longingly. Mm -hmm. I want that shotgun. <laughs> and I walked by and suddenly grandma was in there and I was like, how the hell did you get in there? I was like, grandma, let me in. She wouldn't. Pass me that shotgun. <laughs> Pass me that shotgun, grandma. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to use it to kill your son again. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're doing the accent. <laughs> you sounded exactly like Jack. Yeah. Well, it was really scary. Um, I did live there Yeah, in that exact house. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe it. Um, it's, it's really fun though. I absolutely love the puzzles. The enemies aren't too scary. I'm playing it on easy, so that's part of it. I killed my first mold monster today. Ooh. Wasn't even scared at all. <laughs> um, I've only jumped a couple of times. <laughs> um, I am frustrated, though, with how slowly Ethan runs. He is the slowest man on, oh, on no. Earth. He is the slowest man. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Like, <sighs> there was a part... You remember when we watched Lainey play it, there's the part where Mia attacks you with the, the chainsaw and cuts Ooh. off Ethan's hand. Yeah. And then Ethan's just like jogging around the house and I'm clicking the sprint button and he's just jogging around. I'm like, pour some alcohol on it. He's, he's like, like, I'm pour fine. Alcohol on oh. your hand. Okay. But I'm like, I'm like running around, jogging around this house, like a leisurely jog with missing a hand. And I'm like, Ethan, I know that you've lost a hand and a lot of blood, but I feel like I would be running faster than this. Right? 
literally running for your life. <laughs> and every time Jack's following me on the ha- around the house, I'm like trying to go fast. And Ethan's just like, he's like out for a speed walk. <laughs> no. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, to me, that game sounds like a nightmare because I can't stand being chased. Yeah. Like it, that's it's, the whole game. It's a lot of being chased. Jack just follows <laughs> no, you around everywhere. He pisses me off so much. No, thank you. And like you can you can like shoot him a couple times to get him to fall on the ground for a while, but then he gets up after a while. Mm. Um and so it's just constantly trying to avoid Jack while you're solving puzzles. Mm. So that's like the only part of it that I don't love. But he can't follow you everywhere. So mm-hmm. it's like you can lose him for a little while and so it makes it a little easier. Yeah. I've lost him. At the point that I'm at now, I've lost him for now. I am sure he'll come back soon. I'll have another boss fight with him. There was one in a garage. That one was really entertaining. (laughs) There's a car in the garage. And one of you can choose to get in the car. And it's just who gets in there first. I didn't find the keys till after he got in the car the first time. Oh, man. (laughs) And then I ran out of bullets. And it was just him trying to smash me with his car. And me slashing at him with my knife. (laughs) It went. I died. It went real well. Yeah, it went real well. (laughs) I I definitely didn't win that time. But then you got in the car the second time, and it turns out that the car is an advantage. Yeah, (laughs) but not that much of an advantage because I still suck at driving. I'm like sitting there missing. Jack's just like standing there watching me back up and just reverse and like go forward into the walls. Let me kill you. I feel like he even commented at one point and was like, "I'm over here." I like, love Shut it. up, Jack. I'm doing it. I love it when video game bosses are cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's really good. Anyway, it's a good time. I'm really happy that I'm playing it. Oh, sorry. Long yawn. I'm also glad that you're playing it and enjoying it. And I also bumped my microphone again. Mm-hmm. Oopsie. <laughs> So what did you play for Halloween, Erin? I didn't. (laughs) She misunderstood the assignment. I did. (laughs) That's okay. I'm not sure it was ever a real assignment. Yeah. To be fair, we decided like two days ago or something. Literally two days ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it was three days ago because I had my one day of installing Resident Evil, one day of working up the courage to start it, and then one day of actually playing it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I haven't decided yet. Little Hope um, doesn't come out until the 30th, which I wish they would have released it like earlier so that you could play it through October because October is the spoopy month. Yeah, Yeah. they didn't really think that one through. They did not. Yeah. we do have our gaming PC built, um, so maybe we'll start Man of Maidan again. Zach and I were playing with Mark and Amy, uh, but we never finished it, mm. so that could be fun. Mm. Um, I'm also thinking about Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, and the other one was Vampire. Oh, yeah. Which is free. These so. are good spooky games. Yeah, these yes. are all really good games. So I, I'll I mean, probably go with that one since I, it's free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would recommend... Um, it's Senua's Sacrifice is so good, but it's not... It's not really... really a, it's not really yeah. a Halloween It's more game. puzzle with mm-hmm. moments that are there's disturbing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's like one or two <laughs> sections that are scary. Yeah. 
but um, mostly that one's just good for the incredible like atmosphere and mm. sound design and like just the way it looks and yeah. Melina Jurgen's performance is amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I would suggest Vampire. Okay. And and if you like puzzles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and just so you know, it is fun killing all the people because then you're super strong. But it makes the ending really sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it is really hard going through without killing anyone. But yeah. it makes the ending really fun. <laughs> Sweet. You can get away with killing a couple of people and still get a good ending. Uh -huh. That's <laughs> good. Mild warning. It is the guys who wrote Life is Strange. Oh, no. But it's loads better than life because is Because they are not trying loads to better. be teenage girls. Yep, they're it. not trying to be teenage girls. They're just trying to be like old british vampires also so apparently it's, it's, it's well written also I, I didn't know this until recently i guess i just wasn't paying attention because i'm sure somebody mentioned this to me before the storm like the life is strange yeah. prequel mm -hmm. not the same writers oh and really? apparently loads better huh. just so you guys are aware because okay. <laughs> i know you got the platinum on that one yeah but like <laughs> we're not super excited Aaron's about like, having played shame. it <laughs> but like yeah apparently before the storm is like really good and it's huh. different writers and you can tell oh, okay <laughs> good to know they yeah. may have worked on vampire because it is loads better uh-huh oh, that's good it's, it's, uh... thank goodness okay. mm -hmm. all right so Next question is scary experience with a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should I go first since mine is Yeah, like you go first. I did nothing. I have I, since <laughs> yours is not much. But like I have another wall of text, but I'm gonna actually truncate it because the more I think about it, the more I realize I don't really want to spoil much about this game at all. So go ahead, Erin. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um so since I've already talked the spooky thief levels to death, I can't use those as my <laughs> go-to anymore. Um I don't have very many because I'm a wimp. <laughs> so I thought of that one time I was forced to play Slenderman, The Lost Pages, <laughs> like that feeling of being chased. Like, I don't know. It just, ugh, I hate it so much. I can't even tell you. I um, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. I did just <laughs> recently watch the trailer for Phasmophobia. I think that's what it's called hmm. Hmm. i don't um, know this it could be phantasm phobia i don't know anyway it's something about ghost phobia oh. <laughs> um it's like i mean it's it's a ghost hunting game um first person doesn't look like you have a lot to go on so survival horror and that gave me serious chills just watching the trailer. <laughs> nice. But I have that been scares my scariest time. Yes. <laughs> but it is multiplayer. And I have been told that one of the players can just sit in the van and watch this the security cameras so, so i'm I like you want to do that one i could probably do that maybe i bet something will come out to the car i know no, i bet it will to harass you <laughs> this sounds like a great idea Aaron. actually we should definitely play this yes. and oh the other thing we definitely need to play together because we haven't yet and i can't believe we haven't played this together yet um oh no i forgot what it's called among us Something. oh i played it yeah it's fun isn't it fun yeah we need to play this one together yeah. <laughs> that looks really good we do i i know i know it but i'm having that thing where my brain can't remember thoughts 
scary. Sounds like a real struggle. <laughs> I know, I know it. You're in a spaceship and one of you is the traitor. It's like mafia, but you're playing it multiplayer. Yeah. Or like, uh, what's the other, what's the like newer version of mafia that everybody's playing? Werewolf. Secret Hitler. Oh, (laughs) Secret Hitler. Yeah. We've moved on from werewolf to secret Hitler. (laughs) Yeah. Two among us. It's still, it's still the same basic mechanic of like, you know, two of you are fascists and one of you is a Hitler and like you have to, you know. Yeah. Speaking of werewolf which I know you were only sort of speaking of. Um, there's a VR version I've of I've never Werewolf. actually played Werewolf. I've only played I've only played Mafia and Secret Hitler. Okay, well, I've played Werewolf. <laughs> and speaking of Werewolf, there's a it's VR... It's all the same game. <laughs> there's a VR version where you can play it, and if you're the werewolf, you see the other werewolf as a werewolf, but if you're a villager, you see everyone as villagers. <gasps> what? Yeah. <gasps> I think, it, I think it was made by Ubisoft. Oh my god! And it's a it's awesome. an online multiplayer VR thing. Do they have it for Oculus Quest? I don't know. You should find out yeah. because we yeah 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 have we pre-ordered one of those. <laughs> you yeah. do. Also, we pre-ordered the Oculus Quest too. So you have access to two now. Okay, well, mm. we need to have a social distancing werewolf party. Yes, mm-hmm. we need to figure that out. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Jensen, what about you? Scariest experience playing video games? I think mine is probably... I'm also a I read cat. your notes and I'm a little annoyed. <laughs> I'm also a scaredy cat and I haven't played very many scary games, but I think mine is probably watching Elsa play Outlast 2. Yes. Watching me play out last two but specifically not just <laughs> watching it because also the part in the field when you have to go through the cornfield oh yeah where you made me play I, that's right i <laughs> you gave made you... me get through that part for no. you on your second playthrough yep and before that moment i had okay i had been she'd been going through it and she i think she actually died you died right yeah because i and then you were like i don't feel like doing this right yeah i I, this it was my least favorite part of the first game Mm -hmm. and i played through it just fine no your first playthrough my first playthrough i'm sorry and i i got through it just fine but i was like that was kind of dumb like i don't know i just didn't i'm not sure what it was about it i just didn't find i felt like the challenge mostly just had to do with not being coordinated or having any kind of sense of space (laughs) and like that i was like now the game's just picking on me in particular i feel like this is a personal (laughs) dig to me because i got through it i know well no like because i just i you know me i'm really i i have poor spatial reasoning skills yeah out in the real world do you remember that time we were in belfast yeah I let Elsa lead us around for a while and we, we got, got so very lost. lost. And then as soon as she was like, I don't know where we're going. I was like, I think I can get us back. And she was like, fine, you get us back. And then I immediately t- I took us the correct way because I knew we were where we were the whole time. Uh-huh. But she just wouldn't listen to me. Yeah. So this cornfield is just playing on my basically my worst like spatial reasoning problems. And <laughs> I got through it fine in the first playthrough, basically just because of dumb luck. Yeah. But the second time I just got really lost and I was getting frustrated and then I died and I was like, I don't really want to do this. And I just handed you the controller and was like, you figure it out. <laughs> but right before she handed me the controller, when she was still alive in the in the field and still in her, she was still playing. I was so scared. Every time someone would start to chase her, I would literally like jump at the wall and like try to claw my way out of her room. <laughs> like it was just like, 
That was just like the visceral reaction I had to that section. And then Elsa was like, here, take the controller and control this character competently enough to get out of this cornfield where you're being chased by people. And I somehow got through it. I do not know how, but I was so scared. And I was grateful because I didn't have to do the cornfield again. I was so scared. You saw me playing whistleblower. Yeah. And I was okay. I was not okay playing <laughs> through that field. I was like flipping out. So fun. Uh, okay. And I, yeah, I'm not going to read this wall of text. I'm going to just <laughs> truncate my, my answer here because we don't have a ton of time. And because I really don't feel like I actually want to spoil Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay. But I do think the purest example of horror that I have experienced in a video game is in fact Doki Doki literature. Yeah. And it's because the, the game. So, I can't say anything about it without <laughs> it plays with the fourth wall mm-hmm. in a way that I've just never seen another horror game pull off. It like actually had me lying awake at night thinking about the implications of the game. Mm in a way like games don't do that Mm -hmm. to me very often and this one was like like I realized a little while ago that I never actually I don't know if I actually finished the game I got to I got through all the story and I got to what as far as I can tell is like the last part of the game but then it's just this ongoing conversation with another character and even that's kind of a spoiler, but like there's this ongoing conversation with the character that I basically just interrupted and closed the laptop and was like, Nope, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) And the fact that I decided to stop talking at that point and stop having this conversation was like, that's like part of the game. And the fact that I have never gotten back to it also part of the game. And it kind of in a way means the game beat me. And I don't really know how else I can get into this without major spoilers for like all the themes, but I guess it is, it is connected to my first major like existential crisis when you remember yeah, I remember. <laughs> when I was a kid and I was like, Oh no, free will is an illusion. Yeah. There's no point to any of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's that yeah. it's that fear sort of, externalized in a very interesting way somehow utilizing dumb anime dating gaming tropes and it was so terrifying and it's like the best example i can think of of a video game that legitimately terrified me because it wasn't just like i'm creeped out in that moment it was like for the next couple of weeks i was just like i don't know what to do with this <laughs> like I, it's still it's sticking with me mm-hmm. yeah yeah I've watched the playthrough and it's very disturbing. <laughs> it's really, really up there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, scariest experience outside of a game that would make a good game and why? Who's starting? Let's have Jensen start. Jensen, okay. what's an experience you had outside of a game that was scary that you think would make a good game? Uh, I think just like the sort of stress and anxiety of just being a missionary, specifically in a, a country where you only kind of speak the language and having to interact with lots of people, many of whom may not be very friendly to you. And 
Like I just, I don't necessarily think that a game where you're literally a missionary would be what I'm talking about, but just something like a survival horror, probably two player, where you have to like just navigate these situations where you don't really know what's going on and you're having to like just just travel through these spaces that you just don't understand and like that kind of a thing mm-hmm. and you just could, deal with that stress and anxiety. I feel like you could make it literally just missionaries, but um, probably for gameplay variety purposes, have it be more service oriented. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you're actually like accomplishing stuff, you know, yeah. building fences and things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I feel like there were so many crazy things that happened on my mission that were like, especially knocking doors. Mm. I'm so glad that we basically just like don't do that anymore. I know. I'm so <laughs> glad too because there. It was not a good idea. <laughs> and I had some really scary experiences dealing with that. And also some just like really freaky things. And some that were funny. Like there was a man who answered the door in a big blue adult diaper. And that was the weirdest thing. <laughs> but like I didn't need that. <laughs> I didn't need that experience. Yeah. You have it. Yeah. And I also didn't need the experience where the very kind woman answered the door. And then when we said who we were, the man behind her screamed like a banshee and she shut the door. I didn't need that experience. We just left that building. I would. We didn't even knock on any other doors. We were just like, I don't know what the hell just happened. Let's go. I'm gone. This building is haunted. Yeah. People are so bad. Oh my gosh! Do you have any and guns one pulled? Time, what? Have any guns pulled on you? No, but um, some of the elders in my area did. Yeah. Um, and there was one time where I was like, I'm still pretty darn sure that we narrowly avoid getting kidnapped. Um. Oh, I remember that story. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we were supposed to have an English lesson at this woman's house, and I just had a really bad feeling about it. She was acting really weird when she asked us to come over. Oh, my gosh. And I told my companion about it, and she was like, oh, I'm so glad you said that because I also had this really bad feeling about it. And so I asked if we could reschedule and instead have it at the chapel. And when she showed up, she brought this really creepy dude with her. And luckily, we had brought Kotlinski there at the chapel with us. And there was a moment when we were teaching her English, and the guy was just sitting behind us behind her watching us and he got up and walked around and it was almost like he was checking to see if there were other people there but he saw that Brakotlinski and a bunch of people were in the his the family history center Uh and then he came back after a couple minutes and then they left and we never heard from him again and then we saw them at the Dvozets a couple weeks later and we tried to it's train station sorry (laughs) and I tried we tried to say hi to them and they just looked right past us and just no. kept walking. Oh my god! I'm like 90% sure that we almost got kidnapped. Wow. Oh, I'm Kelly. so glad you guys followed that. Like, Yeah. Oh it was gosh. really, really creepy. Yeah. And like, just those kind of experiences are the kind of things that it's like, I feel like that's, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's really, really crazy. Because it's the kind of thing that like, you don't. You don't really expect to come across in your everyday life. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people do still. Especially yeah. if you're teaching English to total strangers. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, I feel like that the At chances, house. Yeah. The <laughs> chances of that happening, like just go up when you're a missionary. Cause you're mm. just, because of the, of like the, the situations you're situation, putting yourself yeah, you're, in. You put yourself in those kind of situations mm-hmm. so much as a missionary. Yeah. And it's like, I'm kind of glad that's changing. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And by kind of glad. Yeah. Knock our, on wood. Our sister's a lot safer, I think, than either of us were when we served. They're just smarter about it these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really superstitious. <laughs> um. Yeah. Aaron, how about you? Um. I don't think any of my, well, the two of my most terrifying experiences would make a good game. Um, There was that time when we went tubing down a river with our friends and they're like, oh yeah, it's a lazy river. You can totally paddle with your hands if you need to. And what we didn't think about was that was the year that there was tons and tons of snow, like so much mm. snow. So there was a butt ton of runoff and driving up past the river, like to where we were going to park the car. Zach was just like really nervous. He's like the, some of those are class five rapids. Like, I don't know about this. And so we, you know, talked to our friends about it and we're like, hey, we're not sure about this. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be fine. Just just follow us. We'll we'll guide you through it. And um, I'd never been on a river. So, of course, in typical Aaron fashion, I ran into like my tube was pulled into like a pillar and I went to kick off of it with my feet but it hit my tube first and I was just thrust out of my tube into the river. And so I remember your leg being all banged. Yeah. 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 So our friends were also like, Oh, the it's shallow enough that you can stand in it. Well, not quite. Um, It was shallow enough that my legs were being scraped across the rocks as I was being dragged down the river. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So just shallow enough to be a problem. Yeah. (laughs) Not shallow enough to help. No, (laughs) no. Yeah. And so I still have, like, some scars on my leg. It looks like an animal got me. Like, that's how bad it was. And um, Zach and Adam both had to stand up out of their tubes and prop themselves against rocks because that's how powerful the river was. Oh my gosh. They're both well above six feet tall, and it took both of them to get me back in my tomb. Oh my god! So yeah, yeah. And there was a point before I reached them that I tried to climb back into my tube myself, but I just got flipped over again and oh. went under. Luckily, I had a life jacket on. So yeah, that was terrifying. I could have died Holy crap. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> chewed our friends out real good after that yeah. and got out of the water as soon as possible and we're like nope we're done bye yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i i don't know how if maybe you can make a level out of something like that um, i don't know if it would be scary but i actually do think you could play with the physics of being on river rapids and mm-hmm. do a sort of like octodad cooking simulator yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like you just can't even control your character. Oh <laughs> actually, I think the, that would probably be fun. That would be fun. really fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
It would be fun. <laughs> With water mechanics. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other experience is on like a totally different spectrum. But when I was just starting out in my 20s and developed severe anxiety, um, I never felt so scared or hopeless or alone in my entire life. Um, but I don't know how to make that into a game. Maybe some kind of VR. But still, I, I really don't know what you can do with that. Something indie. I'm yeah, sure something indie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, something with like a really heavy story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Elsa. Let me just save this so I can get back to it later. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Doing other things on her phone. I got distracted <laughs> by a notification. <laughs> anyway. It happens. Um, so I've talked before about how I really like games that get into childhood fear. It's just one of my favorite sort of arenas for survival horror to play around in. And I've also talked about the fact that I don't feel like I've gotten the same kind of effective experience for adult fear Mm. so kind of on that note I was thinking about a sort of adult fear moment that I had ironically when I was still like seven years old but um, (laughs) the adults around me weren't really being proper adults which is why I got to experience this instead of them because I was paying attention and (laughs) what happened was we were all going on a hike and you were there And since I was seven, you were probably like five or four, you know? Five. Yeah, whatever. You're two years older than me. Yeah, allegedly. um, (laughs) So anyway, we're with all of these clueless adults who were just like not paying attention to you. And you being, you know, five and a clueless child are just running all over the place, (laughs) keep losing sight of you. And you're like, you're like, oh, look, interesting rocks on the edge of a cliff. (laughs) I have no memory of this. I I know. And you didn't read through my wall of text. So you didn't know I was going to say anything about this. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I was getting so nervous. I was like, watch your child. Like, they were not watching you. They were just like, oh, she'll be fine. (laughs) It's a wonder I'm still alive today. It really is. Goodness gracious. (laughs) So, and I mean, I guess they were right because you were fine. (laughs) But like, I actually think that that would be a really, really good premise for a horror story would be like being with a group of people and a child going missing in the woods, like really simple premise. Yeah. And then you could sort of play with that adult fear arena the same way that you kind of played with child fear stuff in other games. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be really good. Mm-hmm. And it's not the most original idea or anything. I just think that I haven't seen it done as effectively as I've seen its counterpart done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then next question is scariest experience outside of a horror game that wouldn't make a good game and why this is a weird question. I just kind (laughs) of threw it on there. I will go first this time just to say that I have talked about sleep paralysis in the past. I have sleep paralysis. I don't know how you make this a good game. (laughs) I really don't. Like I have 
a lot of the most effective horror that I've ever seen in games reminds me of nightmares and of uh, some of the stuff that I have occasionally seen or experienced. But I don't know how you turn the experience of sleep paralysis itself into something playable. Yeah. I don't think you do. The one idea I had is that you could do like a split screen kind of thing where it's like you're trying to solve a puzzle or accomplish something on one side of the screen and then the other side of the screen has the actual sleep paralysis experience progressing as you continue to fail or take too long. But that to me seems very one note and like I would expect to download it on my phone for free, play it for a few levels and then decide it's boring yeah, <laughs> and get rid of it. So I don't think it would be a good game at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jensen, what about you? Uh, spinning out on the freeway. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, that time me and Shazi, we were driving up at the point of the mountain. It was snowing and we hit some slush and spun oh. several times on the freeway and landed on the shoulder facing the right direction, thankfully. Oh, gosh. And luckily there weren't too many cars around us, so we were fine. It was really freaky yeah i kind of honestly i kind of the way that i found it fun the way that shazia tells this story is that you were laughing hysterically like you were on a roller coaster and she slammed the car to a stop and then was sobbing yeah because she was sobbing and i was like we're good let's go because we were facing the right direction and we still had the cars behind us were far enough away that I was like, we could just like keep going in the flow of traffic. It was freaky though. Like at the time, yeah, I was like, it was kind of fun and I was laughing. (laughs) And then later I think about it and I go, that could have been really bad because we were at the point of the mountain. If we had spun the other direction, we could have just gone away. Yeah, I mean, you would have just been gone. You would have just died. Luckily we spun towards the middle and not towards the outer Mm -hmm. edge. But, like, there's no way that you could make this a game because it's not long enough to be a game. And also, how would you make it an experience that's actually scary, scary. for it'd the player? Be, it'd be kind of like, it'd be kind of like Aaron's, you know. I, I think it's interesting because loss of control is definitely something that inspires real fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in video game mechanics, the loss of control is just another sort of fun way to play with the control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that's the thing, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, it's, plus we crash cars and games just for fun, yeah, all yeah. The time. Like, like on purpose, all the time. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's the kind of thing where it also it, it honestly wasn't scary for me at the time. It became scary in retrospect when mm. you thought about it later, yeah. and you were like, "Oh, the only reason we're not dead is because we went right instead of left, yeah. left instead of right, left instead of right." Yeah. yeah. Oh, literally. were you? Oh, you were going that? Okay. Yeah, we were going up the point. Of the I was thinking you were coming home. No. No. Yeah, that was, <laughs> so it was one of those things where later I thought of it and I was like, that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I, I came very close to death. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so many times I've almost died. <laughs> so many times. And Aaron? So I gave my not good game a title called Don't Call the Police. <laughs> And here's why. (laughs) All right, I'm going to make this as short as possible. Basically, the conditions were just right. My parents were out of town. Zach was at school. I was working home alone. And all of a sudden, I hear footsteps upstairs. And I'm looking at my phone. My siblings haven't called or texted. And I'm like, 
well, they know mom and dad are gone, so I'm pretty sure they would have let me know they were coming. So I call Zach. I'm like, hey, did you just get home? He's like, no, I'm at school. And I was like, okay, well, I hear footsteps upstairs. Um, haven't heard from my siblings. Should I call the police? And he's like, I mean, yeah, probably, <laughs> just to be safe. So I did. Um, and I locked myself in our bedroom, like both doors to our bedroom, and I sat there with Zach's hunting knife and the katana that I bought at Fantasy Con. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I was on the phone with the police. I love that so much. <laughs> and they're asking me all these questions like, what does the person look like? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I barricaded myself in the basement. Um, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I don't um, want to get close <clears throat> enough to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> And then the police arrived so fast because it's, you know, it's Murray. It's just down the street. It's Murray, yeah. The and it's just down the, the street. They have nothing to do. just down the street. There were like six police cars that showed up. Um, Zach called his dad to come over just in case because he works at Murray City Power. <laughs> and the, the um, what do you call him? The person on the phone? Dispatch. Dispatcher. Dispatch. She said, okay, they've arrived at your house. This car is in your driveway with this light, you know. And I was like, I am so sorry. (laughs) That's my brother's car. And she, like, interrupted me. Like, you know, she was like, is he supposed to be there? And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, it didn't occur to me that that could be a problem. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, which is really (laughs) sad that it could be. Yeah. And she's and I was like, what? Yeah, he's fine. Is he supposed to be there? Yes, he's he's fine. He's we're on good terms. He has a key. <laughs> so it was Just my didn't think he was going to be here yeah. today. That's all. So it was my brother and his wife and their like one month old baby. <laughs> oh Please knock on the door. And my sister-in-law goes and answers. And she's like, Mike, did you text your sister? <laughs> Like, the lady on the phone is like, okay, I need you to put down the knife. And I was like, yeah, I already did. It's fine. (laughs) And Tina and my sister-in-law tried to come down. And they're like, you might not want to go down there. She has a hunting knife. (laughs) (laughs) I hear the policeman coming down, calling my name. And I'm like, yep, just a minute. Because I hadn't put a bra on yet. (laughs) I didn't even think of it. Aaron's like, going to fight out this intruder brawless with a hunting knife and a katana. Fantasy con. Yeah. <laughs> and so of course my father-in-law knows some of the officers who came and the the chief of police was one of the people there and he happened to be in my brother and sister-in-law's ward and so he's <laughs> like it's okay guys i know these guys <laughs> so, super embarrassing i'm apologizing up and down and they said, you know what, we're you did the right thing. We're glad mm-hmm. that it turned out just to be this and not act, you know, like the an actual. The person who did something wrong here was Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who forgot to text you <laughs> that he was coming over. Yeah, you know, I'll probably get into this more when we get to the what you're obsessed with is not video games thing. But yes, you absolutely did do the yeah. right thing. They'd much prefer that you call, even if it's not like. Yeah, they prefer yeah. that nothing is happening than get there and have like an actual emergency. Emergency yeah, situation. Really, they'd much rather you call and find out it's not an emergency yeah. than that you don't call and then it and you die. An yeah, yeah, becomes a murder scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
That was my experience. Um, you can't turn that into a video game, but <laughs> you can turn it into like a like a sketch comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the don't touch the button game. It's like don't call the police. So you have to decide in the heat of the moment if you're going to call the police or not. And sometimes it will be the culprit, you know, like someone's actually broken actually, into your home. And other times it's just your brother and you fail. Actually, that's kind of fun. Aaron, you misunderstood the assignment again. <laughs> Also, I love how this is the section for a thing you can't make it into a game, and this is the section where you give it a name. You give your fake name a game, a name. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you try hard enough, you can turn anything into a game. So it's more just like, does this make a dumb game? (laughs) And the answer is yes. 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 But it could also be a fun, dumb game. (laughs) Straight dumb luck. Oh, gosh. All right. All right. Last. Well, not last section. I always do that. And then it's like, I say last question, knowing full well, there's like five more questions. <laughs> it's, it's like two. Um, so ghosts, what's the deal? You want me to go first? You're sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they're real. Even though I have had very few experiences of my own basically just um, babysitting our cousin's dog at her super haunted house. Um, I don't feel like I'm as, like, sensitive to that stuff as other people that I know, but I've had a couple of weird experiences that were hard to explain, so, yeah. All of them having to do with dog sitting? Not all, because there were some on my mission, too. Oh, yeah. My mission was a crazy Mm. time. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. There was one where we were talking and all me and my companion were talking and all of a sudden this like utensil flew off of the counter and into the middle of the kitchen floor. Oh my and you were just like, and we're, we're just, like, just going to ignore that. We were talking about ghosts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we were just like, we're like, stop talking about them. Like, I wish it wasn't like 930 right now so that we could leave the house for a little while. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love stuff like that where you're like. Could it have an earthly explanation? Maybe. Can I think of one? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. How about you, Aaron? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I haven't had any, actually. Um, and I, th- I think it's like Jensen said, I think some people are more sensitive to it. And I'm definitely not one of those people, apparently to the point where I can't even like, (laughs) and and maybe it's because I'm not as in tune or maybe it's just because God knows that if it happened to me, I would have a heart attack. (laughs) Like, even if it was just like, like, oh, Aaron can't handle that. (laughs) Even if it was just like a past family member coming to visit or something, I'd still be like, oh my gosh, a ghost. <laughs> just die on the spot. Aaron, darling, it's just me. <laughs> your grandma. It's your grandma. Like, nope, you ghost. <laughs> die, demon. <laughs> you get your hunting knife <laughs> and your katana from Fantasy Con. Yes. <laughs> and take off your bra. <laughs> I can't fight with my bra. On. <laughs> just get to let these puppies breathe. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> well, shall I invite Zach up? Uh, Yeah, you can go get Zach, and then I'll just really briefly touch on a couple of my things. 
Oh, wait. So. Yeah, sorry. You didn't hear me go yet. I'm just like, okay, let's go again. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. His, I feel like his are sort of similar to mine because yeah. it's a lot of the same kind of setting. So we're all religious. I believe in an afterlife. I definitely think ghosts are a thing. But I don't really like to refer to everything weird that I've seen as ghosts because I suffer from sleep paralysis. <laughs> and I know that that's a lot of it. Um, and there was also a while there where I was so sleep deprived that I was experiencing visual and auditory hallucinations. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I've seen and heard and experienced that you would count as or that you would consider to maybe be supernatural, I know it's not. Like mm -hmm. I, I absolutely know it's not because it's sleep paralysis mm -hmm. or it's hallucination or it's this was a new medication <laughs> that they were putting me on because of that other stuff. And it wasn't quite in tune with my brain chemistry yet. And so I was seeing small children just sort of appearing yes. around and that was not fun. Um, <laughs> but I do have three incidences total where none of that stuff really lines up and I can't explain it at all and then i have other things where it's like there could be an explanation but i just have a feeling that the explanations that i've come up with don't really match um so the first one that i'm not going to talk about too much because it's actually kind of a long story is also the dog sitting mm -hmm. yeah like so our cousin's house is just hella haunted yeah i actually the only she... time i've ever had an auditory hallucination was at her house when i heard fireworks and lily heard them too but I opened the window and there were no fireworks. There's nothing going on. I think on. it was ghosts. <laughs> it was like still happening continuously. Lily heard it too. Yeah. yeah. It was that's, both me and Lily looking out the window. And no that's fireworks. why that's why I have a really hard time dismissing the stuff that happened at her house is because the dogs are there to react to it as well. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's not just my it's not just me imagining this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, that was sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Plus. Zach had a very weird feeling when he entered the house. So. Oh yeah, we let yeah. you we let yeah. you come over to the house. Yeah, you once. came yeah. over to watch some, yeah. some Twilight with Rift tracks. Over so there. um, <laughs> there's actually like I've written this story down a few times, um, so that I just like remember the details. But the thing that I remember most vividly, like no matter what, is there was this one time when Lily started freaking out in the other room. Like I thought somebody was attacking her mm -hmm. or like maybe the other dog. Cause I mean, at the that time, was Sammy was, still yeah. Alive. Cause Sammy was still alive and Sammy and Lily got along well, but they did have like one or two incidences. So I thought maybe Sammy had attacked Lily because she was like screaming, mm -hmm. like dog screaming. Dog screaming so yeah. Yelping. <laughs> yelping. And, um, I came into the room and I found Lily all alone with her tail tucked between her legs, shaking and still whimpering and looking down the hallway and the mirrors like swaying slightly. And there was this mist up in the corner that sort of dissipated into the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And, um, we just kind of looked at that together for a minute and Lily was all scared. And then I was just like, we going to ignore that. <laughs> and, um, and didn't worry about it again. But then later that night, the mist came back and it woke me up and the dogs were trying to attack it. And that was really weird. I still don't know what that was. Yeah. Yay. Um, so <laughs> there's that incident. And then the other two are really similar. They're both just incidences of sleep paralysis where later I was like, I'm not sure that was sleep paralysis because I could move. 
I was like fully sitting up or getting out of bed and talking and I was still seeing something there in the room with me. Yikes. And it was not cool. And then I just had to go around the rest of my day pretending like I had not just confronted a ghost in my room. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe there's something about sleep paralysis where sometimes those effects will linger even after you're awake. But it wasn't like incidences that I'd had before where I had sleep paralysis and then I fell back to sleep and was having a nightmare. It was like I was definitely awake because I got out of bed and like my day continued from there. Mm. like I was awake and I was walking around and talking and mm. stuff was there <laughs> yikes <laughs> Zach just, no. nope. so nope. those are the three incidences that I've had that I just can't explain and I would really love a scientific explanation if anybody has one for me besides just that I'm crazy that'd be great or that there's ghosts or that there are ghosts <laughs> And Zach is here. Yay. Hi, guys. We have invited Zach to come and to talk to us about ghosts. Woo. Woo. Ooh, okay, okay. I have, <laughs> I have so many stories I could tell. Pick your favorites. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell one ghost story and one spooky story. Sweet. <laughs> uh, I'll start. Okay, I'll start with a ghost story. So I know on the podcast they've talked a little bit about missions. And so years ago... I was serving a mission in Washington, and I'm sure you guys would agree that sometimes you end up living in some pretty strange places. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And you're just, it's just whoever is willing to house you, that's where you live. And so anyway, so I was with my friend, and we were serving in this tiny little town kind of on the border of Canada in the middle of the mountains, and we were finally allowed to live in this big old house and we were excited because we'd been in these tiny little apartments until then so we get up to the house and I learned that it's over a hundred years old it's just sitting in the middle of an orchard with no neighbors anywhere close by and it's anyway so we (laughs) we ended up going into the house and the very first thing I thought of was it felt like we were being watched and it was just creepy and I love old things like I collect weird old things I love it but this house creeped me out a bit so anyway pretty shortly after we had been staying there uh, I I'm really picky about locking all the doors I've always been like that and I woke up and the door was unlocked and I was like that's weird I for sure locked it and my friend was like, yeah, but maybe you didn't. So I was like, well, here, come come around with me tonight. So that night, I was like, okay, we're going to lock all these doors. You're watching. So we locked all the doors. And the next day, that door was unlocked and the back door was unlocked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's strange. Maybe someone's pranking us somehow. And it's like, well, we're the only ones with the key, so... Probably not, but like maybe, maybe. Compelling <laughs> argument, but. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that for also, now. Also, that's a weird prank. To just like <laughs> yeah. make you slightly yeah. less secure. While Are you asleep? pranking yeah. me? Is that what's happening? Is this you just saying that you're doing it? <laughs> so anyway, so the next night we did the same thing because he was, he was getting nervous. I was already confused. And the next morning we wake up and all of the doors are unlocked. 
all of the windows are unlocked uh. and there were lots of doors and lots of windows mm-hmm. so it was pretty creepy mm-hmm. so anyway fast that would forward make me so furious too because i i also have like a door locking thing yeah it's creepy i would be so mad i'd be yeah. like you freaking ghost stop unlocking my doors <laughs> so anyway like so he he just didn't believe like he thought that i was pranking him he thought that i was messing with him and so i, I couldn't convince him that something else is going on so anyway eventually we were we were just studying up in the top floor and I've, I didn't mention. So in the basement, when we first went into the basement, we walked downstairs and there is this super old, gothic, creepy piano. I love pianos <laughs> and music. This creeped me out. Like this house was so creepy. Like I, I wish I wish I had a picture or like I could put it into words just how creepy it was. But it was the creepiest looking piano I've seen in my entire life. So anyway, we're going, we're studying upstairs and in the basement, I just heard the tinkling of some piano uh-uh. keys, just like in the horror movies, <laughs> just very slight. And I was like, dude, do you hear this? For uh, for for the reason of being able to picture this, is this an upright or is it a is it like so a... it's three stories and oh, oh the the piano? the piano yeah yeah it's a giant upright piano oh, okay like, like one big, of those yeah okay huge it it was so it was from like the eighteen seventies like, almost more like the the Phantom of the Opera's like organ. yes yes it That's was massive exactly. like back- massive and black well, and okay. like very ornamental but and eighteen seventies like that was the style that they made them they looked yeah. more like organs yes oh. yeah like Graham had one like that for a while yeah. Yeah. so anyway I asked my friend I was like do you hear that and he's like hear what and I was like are you kidding me right now <laughs> and so I wait a few more minutes and I start hearing it again I was like dude. <laughs> How do you not hear any of this? And he just couldn't hear it the whole night. He just didn't oh hear anything. Gosh. I was like, oh my gosh. So it would just happen on and off. And I was like, mm, maybe it's a mouse. And so I went down to see how much pressure you had to put on the key for it to sound. It was quite a lot. Oh, it's <laughs> it probably was, not a mouse. It wasn't a mouse. <laughs> if it was like a cat-sized rat, maybe. <laughs> okay, so later uh, we we were hearing some some sounds downstairs like weird creaking and stuff and he was starting to get nervous and eventually i think i convinced him that it was haunted and so we walk in the house one night and it was really a creepy feeling and Mm. we're going to bed and then we hear what sounded like footsteps in the floor below us and i was like dude what is going on and he finally completely heard this and he got up and was freaking out like he was just paralyzed and we just slowly listen as the footsteps start going up the stairs closer and closer (laughs) to our room and eventually it was standing right outside the door and i was like that's it and so i ran up opened the door nothing nobody was there we went throughout the whole house nothing was there and it was footsteps are very clear like there's no mistaking footsteps yeah mm-hmm. anyway so especially up a creaky old staircase. oh my gosh yeah. so that was the last straw so we ended up we ended up saying some prayers and bless the house and then things were good and then i got transferred out of that place and didn't miss it <laughs> <laughs> 
So that's my haunted house story. That's one. <laughs> that's one of my haunted house stories. Right before you said you opened the door, I was like convinced. I was like, "There's some creepy like person living in your basement." That's what it is. I wish. <laughs> I, I wish that was. At least I wish it was that simple. Yeah. yeah. Then I could explain it. Whatever it was, I have no idea. That's but actually one of my favorite horror movie tropes: is when they think the house is haunted, and it turns out there's just someone living in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. I I just never get sick of that. Every time I'm like, good twist, five well, stars. I, <laughs> I, it's especially good twist because it actually does happen sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. One one other weird thing I didn't mention. So like once we moved into that house, like neither of us. So as a missionary, you have to stick to a pretty strict schedule. Yeah. You have to stick to a pretty strict Apparently schedule. Apparently they're looser with it now. True. But Laney's back then. like... <laughs> <laughs> Laney's just living the high life. Yeah, yeah that's geez. what I hear. Me, it was like you better go to bed at nine thirty or else. Laney's like, oh yeah, we watched your Dark Crystal from Memory video the other day. I'm like, the whole thing? <laughs> How did you do that? What the heck? I wouldn't have been able to do that on they my mission. They let you on YouTube. <laughs> what? No, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. No, but anyway, like it was like whenever we'd fall asleep, like we were just like dead asleep. Like it was so difficult for anything to wake us up, and then when we would wake up, it would we would just feel like we didn't get any sleep. Oh, it was just gosh. just a weird side note. And then as soon as I left, I was fine. Everything was back to normal. I could sleep normal, and I felt rested. It was weird. My second story uh-huh. that's just a spooky story and not a ghost story. So when I was in high school, I used to work at the cemetery, <laughs> and I was pretty much just doing landscaping type stuff there. So I would mow lawns occasionally and just edge tombstones stuff like that and for whatever reason one time i was by myself everybody else had gone home and i was just edging headstones in the middle of this place and there are these really creepy birds called grackles kind of horrible name is that (laughs) they're called grackles they're these little black birds with like piercing yellow eyes and they are super creepy and there were two of them with a nest close by a tree where I was edging and so I got closer and closer and the closer I got the more disgruntled they appeared and they started flying and kind of swooping at me to protect their nest but I had to I had to make these headstones look good so I had to keep getting closer and closer well Eventually, I got so close to them that they just flew off toward the distance. And I just watched them fly toward this massive cottonwood tree. And to my absolute horror, as soon as they reached the cottonwood tree, a giant flock of grackles (laughs) flew up, just like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, and came at me. They just, oh, like, I can't, hundreds, hundreds of these stupid grackles flew at me <laughs> and they all came and just started attacking me they were swiping at me and like hitting me like barely like i was ducking and i i ran all the way back to like the little the little headquarters that we had and i just waited and it took a while i was probably just like waiting for like 30 minutes and of course nobody was there to for me to prove this and it was just like 
I, just we, you alone getting attacked by birds. Can had, I make a tall uh, joke really fast? Yes. If other, <laughs> if other people had been there, they wouldn't have noticed anything. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe yes. they, thought that, they thought you were a tree. Yes. <laughs> they were like, let's make a new nest here. I googled grackles because I want to see what they look like. Um, so they these are interesting looking birds. It's almost like it's almost like a songbird is trying to be a crow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like they're very weird looking. And they make really creepy noises too. It's not like bird song. It's more like like in their throat, like yeah. weird. Yeah. Interesting. Like, but no, the worst part was like when we were working, we had to put our cell phones in a locker so that we couldn't be distracted. Oh. So I couldn't get any proof. Yeah. <laughs> I lived it, so I, I understand. I, I have since heard a few kind of similar stories, but man, that was that was just awful. I'm sorry. I feel like that would be really funny to watch you try and give that explanation for why the work wasn't getting done, though. I got attacked by birds. <laughs> yeah. It also just like... like... <laughs> You're the only person I can picture that happening to. I know. So I kind of, sometimes I just think that it would be so hilarious if there was just one person in the distance that was walking by right then and they happened to see the whole thing and they're just like, what is this? And they just see me like running and screaming <laughs> with this giant flock of blackbirds. Oh Dear my gosh. diary, today I saw a small war between a flock of birds and a giant. <laughs> <laughs> the birds were winning. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So anyway, those are my two scary stories for tonight. Thank you <laughs> Thank so you much, then. Zach. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Awesome. We shall wrap up now. Yep. <laughs> oh, we have to talk about what we're playing next. Yeah, so. we just and got what not video game thing we're obsessed with. Oh my gosh, yes. get ahead of me, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Eric started it. Okay, well, I'll be quick because the not video game thing I'm obsessed with is the same thing that it has been for the last several times that I've like I'm I'm turning into a very very predictable person. I just play video games and write novels. That's all I do. <laughs> so I'm still trying to finish that same novel. Mm -hmm. I'm just I've hit a real block with it. I think I've got like three scenes left to write, and every time I sit down to write them, I just like I I play Binding of Isaac for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what i'm doing yeah mm. jensen um, well i'm still pretty well obsessed with documentaries i've been watching a lot of documentaries i introduced you to louis theroux and that was good yeah. i watched a, lo a lot of louis theroux i started watching the vow on hbo about the nexium cult that one's wild Ooh. did you ever watch smallville uh sort of Okay, well, one of the one of the girls from Smallville is like one of the higher ups in this cult. What the heck? Yeah. Whoa. It's crazy, Aaron. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but um, I also started listening to a new podcast called Small Town Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate nickname is STD. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I think just the whole name is unfortunate. Uh, it's uh, it's just like I didn't think it could get more unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, and then you told me the nickname. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like they're it's talking about like it's police officers telling stories about like cases they solved in their small towns, mm. and it's hosted by well the first like couple seasons hosted by Yardley Smith and Zibby Allen, 
Um, and then this most recent season was just Yardley Smith. No, Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Um, there was there's some there's some murky things about what might have happened with that, but it's just so fascinating. Like the stories are so fascinating mm-hmm. that I'm like, I don't even care about any weird infighting that might have happened. <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to know about these stories. Yeah. But so they just like, they talk to the the police officers who are involved in it, the detectives, the dispatchers. That's why I was talking about mm-hmm. that. Like, it's really interesting hearing, I've heard that story before, before of you um, calling the police. And it's interesting hearing it now that I've like listened to so many um phone calls like mm. police 911 calls yeah because they play they'll play the 911 calls they'll play any recording they have they play the interviews with the suspects and like crazy stuff it's really heavy mm-hmm. sometimes it's too heavy Oof, yeah <laughs> but it's really interesting like hearing you tell that story now like knowing more about what the dispatchers and the kind of questions they ask mm-hmm. and like what they're looking for and it's just like it's just an interesting thing it's but like yeah it's a really interesting podcast. They go into it with so many assumptions because they kind of have to. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's it's interesting that she was like asking you, like, what does he look like too? It's because like, sometimes they'll ask questions that make it seem like they're kind of dumb. Like they just don't get what's happening. But a lot of times what they're doing is making sure that your story checks out mm-hmm. and making sure that they kind of keep you focused too. Yeah. Sometimes they just ask you questions just to keep you focused. Mm-hmm. But they're also trying to catch any inconsistencies. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that you had barricaded yourself in your room, it it's actually a really important thing because that lets the des- dispatcher know that you are actually scared. Yeah. It's like, like I'm in potential yeah. danger. <laughs> yeah. Like there was there was a crazy call that I listened to today where they were talking about um there's the this girl calls and she says, there's someone trying to break into my house. And she sounds so calm. So calm that it's like, is she lying? And then all of a sudden you hear this boom. And she freaks out. And she's like, he's throwing bricks at the wall. And then Ew. she's like, totally calm again. She's like, yeah, he's trying to break in. And she's like, the dispatcher's like, can you like barricade yourself in something? Can you go into the bathroom? Can you like lock yourself in? And she's not even like answering her. She's not answering any of the questions. She's just like not even paying, te- paying attention. And then all of a sudden... The guy gets into the house and then you hear a gunshot and you hear a guy go, I shot the sucker. And you realize the girl's boyfriend was right there with a gun trained on him. That's why she wasn't scared. But like she didn't say that. She didn't tell her that. And so the dispatcher was like, that was a really interesting call for me because it made me realize that if they're not reacting like this, it's either because they're not telling me the whole story or mm-hmm. there's someone else there. They're not alone. And yeah. they just, for some reason, haven't mentioned it. Like that girl, she didn't mention it because she was drunk. And she oh didn't my. even think to mention it because she was drunk. Wow. And like, but anyway, it's just, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It is very heavy. Yeah. It is. They, they don't hold anything back. They don't pull any punches. So it's, <laughs> and they're, you know, it's, it's actual police officers telling their stories. So. Mm-hmm. There you just they just put all of the facts out there. Yeah. And it's wild. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds intense. It's it's really interesting. It's it's nice too because they they don't they're really good about talking about like moments when they did things well and pointing out moments when yeah. cops failed. I was gonna say curating it so that it's actually gonna be a yeah. constructive experience. And it's interesting too, especially I love it whenever Detective Scott comes on because he oftentimes, uh, he had like this 
big upheaval early on in his career where, okay, not early. It was like halfway through his career where he, he thought that all cops were just great. And then they found out <laughs> that one of the cops was sexually abusing lots of the women in their oh. community and using his power to be able to do that. And it just oh, shifted his whole frame of mind. Yeah. And so whenever he's on, <clears throat> he always talks about it from this really like, like unbiased standpoint. Mm-hmm. And he always brings it back to that, how he had this bias and how he had to get rid of it. And it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm a little surprised he managed to make it halfway through his okay. career still maintaining <laughs> that bias. Because yeah. like, I, I know, because I feel like any illusions I had about the cops being generally good guys were, were gone yeah. with in working just a couple of months in yeah. the criminal court system. Mm. I'm not sure if it was halfway. It could have been earlier than that. I don't remember when it was. But yeah, yeah he made it a I didn't couple even of years work, at least. I didn't even work that closely with them. Like yeah. I was mostly just looking at the paperwork and like well, all the product that comes after the fact. But even there, you see all this evidence of just how. Yeah bad they are well, at their jobs a lot of the time i think it's easier for them to have a bias when they're inside that system maybe because especially like 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 guys like detective scott <clears throat> they became cops because they wanted to help people yeah some they they think that all cops became cops because they wanted to help people he had to learn that some cops become cops because they want to hold their power over other people yeah mm-hmm. i think there's and he had to learn that the hard way i don't know what to call it but it's like there's like a good guy bias that happens sometimes yeah. where it's like you because of your motivations you kind of project those onto other people who yeah. you perceive as being like you and it never occurs to you that no they actually didn't become a cop because they wanted to help people they became a cop because it's one of the positions you can hold in society where you have qualified immunity. But that's one of the things that's really interesting about the podcast is you see it from both of those angles. You see, they only talk to cops who are like, you know, realistic about realistic about it yeah. yeah and like they'll talk about the cases like occasionally you can even see that they still kind of have a little bit of a bias. There was one where the whole time I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I know that you 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 were like raised, you know, like he was taught by these cops but they did not do a good job on this case. And he's still trying to t- kind of defend them and be like, they really tried. And it's like, they didn't try. Yeah. Mm. And he fixed that. He fixed their problem. They they implicated the wrong people and put them in jail for 10 years. Mm. And he fixed it. And he's still but defending But he still is trying to defend them work. because he's mm. struggling to recognize that they just failed to follow up. And he yeah. like, he almost gets there. He's like, well, they didn't. They if they had just followed up on this thing, they would have found the real guy, and then these guys wouldn't have had to go away for so long. But you can just see that he's just he just doesn't want to make that connection and realize that they just didn't do a good job. Yeah, yeah I was and like, it's so it's like a little bit frustrating sometimes when that kind of thing happens, but it's nice because you kind of see it from all angles. There right. was so. there was one case in particular where I was like frustrated to tears. Mm-hmm. because of how vehemently the prosecution was trying to defend this one officer it was a they had not responded well to this attempted murder mm. that they like were investigating and following up on it was some of the worst police work i've ever seen and it was like and the prosecution was so just like oh well they tried their best and i was like no <laughs> no this was bad yeah. these are these are bad cops yeah. like these are bad cops yeah they're bad they're not doing their job. Yeah. <laughs> this guy should be fired. Like, I was so mad about it. <laughs> yeah. And they, like, it, yeah, frustration to tears yeah. <laughs> with mm-hmm. some of these incidences. Yeah. He, like, 
oh, it was so obnoxious. They had the body cam footage and oh. it was directly contradicting what he was saying had happened. Oh, that's so annoying. And he was like vehemently maintaining it the whole time. And the prosecution's like, oh, well, you know, it's really hard to have, a subje- have an objective standpoint when you do have this subjective perspective. And like, what? we don't know what it was like to be there. And I was like, we have like, the body, cam, have the body cam footage. We know exactly what was happening. Oh my like, gosh. <laughs> it was so bad okay anyway sorry i can't i could go on about this for hours but anyway it's just it's a it's really interesting listening to the podcast liking cops is an uphill battle for me yeah oh no i understand (laughs) that's one of the things i struggle with with this podcast is because i also have that thing where i'm like like i i struggle because i know that like a lot of people who are not good are drawn to that job but I also know that there are a lot of good people who are drawn to that job too. And it's interesting to hear their process and hear their like yeah. their ideas behind it. And like it's nice to hear when they recognize that not all cops are like are like them. Are like yeah. Because like that's the thing. That's like, really the problem, is it's not even that they're trying to say all cops are good cops. No. It's like they're trying to say cops think like me yeah but you want to take them by the face and shake them and be like no but that's the nice thing about (laughs) this is that a lot a lot of times they have moments where they recognize that not all cops are like them and that not all cops are doing the jobs that they're supposed to be doing and are working as hard Mm, and have the same motivations and have why it's not a good idea to just blindly defend your brothers without looking into it exactly (laughs) and that's why detective scott stuff is the best yeah and the um the best thing is a four-part series. Uh, the um, the psychopath and the whistleblower, I think, is what it's called, and that's the one where he investigates the other cop, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, <laughs> I might have anyway, to check that out. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk this much about this <laughs> podcast. I was really planning to keep it short. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're yeah. good. Her, the notes in the outline just say. I've been listening to Small Town Dicks. That's literally all I wrote, and I was planning to just keep it at that. <laughs> and Aaron, how about you? I know that most of your life has been dominated by our beautiful surroundings. Yes. <laughs> um, well, Zach and I managed to spend at least like a couple hours a night um, watching a show, and... Our most recent obsession is The Masked Singer. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched it, but it's really entertaining. I haven't I've never watched it, watched but it, I did but... hear a theory that this is how Christ will return. <laughs> That's what? <laughs> I was like, who's behind the penguin singer? I was like, it's me, Jesus. <laughs> and we're like, oh, crap. And then you think of all the songs that he sang before, and you're like, really? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, no. Not the Watch greatest hits. <laughs> He's like singing "Total Eclipse of the Heart." <laughs> no, Actually, sure. that would be like the greatest thing ever. I'm sorry. It's I like am sorry midnight. I brought this up. I'm so tired now. That's <laughs> no, fine. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. So the first time I like saw commercials for it on TV, I, I thought it was just like famous singers. So I was like, what even is the point of that? Like, that's going to be ridiculously easy, like stupid. Why? But it turns out it's like all kinds of famous people, like YouTubers and politicians and athletes who can't even sing. <laughs> and some of them are professional singer, performer, actor, whatever. And it's it's really fun to watch. Um 
the and especially because Ken Jong is one of the yeah. hosts and he's amazing. And it's especially great when Joel McHale is a guest host. <laughs> so funny. And Aww. I think the other hosts hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's just you know, he just says whatever comes to mind yeah. and Ken is he's loving it dude. and the the girls are usually just like <laughs> it's like get that stick out of your butt. Ken Jong and Joel <laughs> McHale have the weirdest relationship. Right? Too. Such odd chemistry. Yeah. It's very just always though. insulting each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um I will take a tiny bit of time to vent my frustration and hatred of the host Nicole Scherzinger. <laughs> because I just I need someone else to vent about it to besides just Zach. Like, you guys, she is the worst. Like, we legit are pretty sure that she drinks at least a little bit before each show because her level in, of enthusiasm is just so out there. It's just, like, wild. She's like, come on, penguin! And just, like, throwing her arms about and her eyes. Really yeah. In the, in the second season, there's a penguin. And it it's a girl, Jesus. though. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's not Jesus. <laughs> I literally just chose penguin because that's the first animal I could think of other than giraffe, which I know is in the show right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like her eyes are half closed. We're like, oh my gosh, she totally drinks before each show. She's doing the, the Paul Ad Abdul thing. <laughs> Probably um, not only that, but she acts like she is the absolute authority on all things singing. And she's not. She she once compared one of the singers to Fall Out Boy. They weren't even close. Like, not even close. <laughs> like, I don't know what she was smoking or drinking. Uh, <laughs> um, she is super rude to the contestants. Like, if a host says something like, I think that's Queen Latifah. She'll say something like, that's not Queen Latifah because Queen Latifah can sing. And it's like, wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and, yeah, she's just the worst. And then she acts like she's all sad when the person she just insulted gets eliminated. And it's like, shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have just all this pent-up rage at her and i, I don't know why There's she's on like the a show special kind of rage that goes with watching reality tv shows yeah. that doesn't happen with other shows yeah you're right yeah yeah there really is it's because these are real people it's, it's, yeah it's real they're, people and they're, they're actually doing, doing and saying these stupid yeah. things and you just want to shake and them. even if the editing is like turning them into a villain or whatever they still did the thing mm -hmm. yeah because you saw it even if they were that. told to do the thing they still did the thing <laughs> they were still yeah. like all right <laughs> yeah. they I'm did getting, it because they decided in their paid. brain not because the script told them to. Yeah. Yes. But possibly also because. Of... Never mind. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, that's that's about it for non-video game, non non-moving things. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well then, um, as far as what we're playing next, I'll go first because it's going to be really short. I'm not planning on picking up any new games for a while besides like Control. Yes. Uh, cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. And there was one other that I was thinking about maybe starting, but I can't remember what it was. But like, I mostly just want to be working on my backlog for a while, probably mm -hmm. up through the end of the year is going to be I'm mainly focused on my backlog. 
And um, and then like I wouldn't consider something like Demon Souls to be well, I guess it is a new game, but like I've played it before. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like I, I the, as far as like new games that I'm gonna sit down for the first time and experience, probably like Control and Cyberpunk, and that's it. Yeah, you're thinking you'll save Miles Morales for next year? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I need to play that just yet. Yeah. Mm. Um, give a solid year of fasting between my Spider-Man playthroughs. <laughs> 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 um but yeah so i uh i really really want to actually complete some of those games that i stopped right before the end because <laughs> i have a view of them now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i i really like to go back to re-reckoning and focus on it now that i'm all done with death stranding um i want to try and get as much of that done before assassin's creed valhalla and cyberpunk come out and hopefully my PlayStation will cooperate with that. And if it doesn't, I guess I'll be playing more Mad Max on Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, but I also might continue more with Resident Evil 7. Because I'm even like, it's past midnight and I'm even thinking, I'm going to play just a little more <laughs> when we get home. <laughs> yes. So, even though it's dark and it's spooky. Um, let's see. Besides the games I mentioned earlier, like my spooky games, um... Genshin Impact is on my list, uh, mostly to play with friends online like you guys. Uh, it's basically a Breath of the Wild clone. Like the out, like the outside environments look exactly like it in the animation, um, but the story and the characters and combat look different enough yeah. that I I don't mind that much. I um, think it's really mostly just like the art style. It's yeah, just copied straight out of there. Yeah, but it looks like the story wise and character wise, it's like. Yeah, totally different. Um, as far as the major upcoming games, uh, step one is to buy a PS5. So <laughs> hopefully that'll happen soon. I wish you luck. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to need it. If I hear of any more restocks, I'll let you know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, excellent. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. This is going to be a long episode. It was a really long episode. <laughs> I think we should just let it be a long one. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It'll I be our so. Halloween it's special. It's a Halloween special. It's, it's been so long since we've done it's, it, so we yeah. had a lot to unload. It's 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 a half birthday, half Halloween, birthday ween, yep. day ween, ween day. <laughs> birthday ween. Ween birth day. Ween? Birth ween? Ween All day. All Saints ween. Day month. Ween birth. Ween birth. Ween day. Hallow mm. birth. Whoa. Hello, no. Birthween. <laughs> Hello, Birthween. All Birthweens. All, all Saints Birthween. <laughs> it's really late and I'm very tired it's and I hate late. this. Aaron, please time, close us out. It's time to end the podcast. But first, I want to say one more positive thing about the Masked Singer. The costumes are amazing and they win all kinds of awards for them. Bye. <laughs> Good job. Yay. Well done. Anyway. Costumes are Halloween relevant too, so I'll allow it. Yeah, exactly. Well, your princess is not in this podcast and she's not even in this condo, even though it's a different place. We thought maybe she'd be here, but she's not. So stick around for more Princess in Another podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at Princess in Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess in Another Video. You can also email us at princessinanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.